All right, so it is the first episode of the JLB Late Night Truth Lounge. It is October 1st, 2023. We're into the last quarter of this year. Can you believe that? At least in terms of the months. Maybe not technically exactly one quarter to go, but you get what I mean. October 1st. So we've got October, November, and December. And that's the end of 2023. The end of another year of our lives. And has it been worth it? Have we gotten enough from this year to think, yep, it's been a good year for me? That's a good question. I'll have to think about that. But here's a plan with this late night truth lounge. We talk about anything and everything related to what I call the act realm. Alternative, conspiracy, truth. ACT. The alternative areas, the conspiracy areas, and the truth so-called movement. We take a look at all of it. We take a look at the service level. We peer behind the curtain and take a look at the what's behind the curtain. What's, what's beneath the surface, yeah? The exoteric and the esoteric, the straightforward and the meta. We take a look at it all here at johnthebond.com and the Late Night Truth Lounge concept. Will this be the beginning of a series, of a season? Or will this be just a one-off episode? We don't know. Any time will tell. But I am John the Bond coming to you from beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria, where the autumn is here and the weather is still lovely. During the day, we're getting about 25 degrees Celsius, which is about, what's that, 80, 80 Fahrenheit during the day. And then at night time, it drops to about 10 or 15 degrees, so about 50 or 60 Fahrenheit. And I'm reliably informed by people who've lived here for longer than me that we've got a few more weeks until the proper winter kicks in. And I hope so. Because, man, the proper winters here are cold, miserable, boring. They're depressing, let me tell you right now. But the autumn is lovely, and the leaves are starting to fall, and when you're walking around, oh, man, it's like something out of a picture book. Very nice. So, yeah, so things are good for me here in beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria, and I had the evening... Well, I was thinking about going to the old watering hole to watch the Rugby World Cup, and then I thought, why? Go and just drink beer and watch sports ball. I mean, don't get me wrong. Those are my favorite things to do. Drink beer, watch sports ball, maybe put three or four dollars on either the green team or the red team or whatever, and just talk some shit with the regulars. I do enjoy doing that. But I thought, you know what? Nah, I don't want to do that tonight. So what will I do instead? And I thought, well, it's been a couple of weeks since the most recent live stream, and the responses to that one were terrific. So I thought, why not come back, read out some of those comments that were left on the last live stream, which was a different series. That was just a one-off live stream that I sometimes do. That wasn't part of the late night truth lounge concept. So we'll go back, we'll read those comments from the previous stream that I did, and then I will read your live stream comments live right now as we do this live stream. And there's a few topics I want to take a closer look at, including, but not limited to, 9-11, why do some people say that Ace Baker is a paid shill? Why do some people say that Simon Shack is a paid shill? Why does Simon Shack say that John LeBon is a paid shill? And why does John LeBon not believe in paid shills in the first place? And why do people get so up in arms when I say that? I'm like, I don't really believe in paid shills. And people are like, what? But we know there's paid shills. And I'm like, how do you know that? Well, we just know. I'm like, yeah, but how do you know? Well, if you were in charge, wouldn't you send paid shills? And I'm like, no. No, I wouldn't. There's no need for paid shills down here. People down here cause enough problems for each other without getting paid. And there are people who will quote-unquote shill or promote different ideas, not because they're getting paid. They actually believe it. A lot of these people believe this stuff. 
not just to do with 9-11, lots of topics. I don't think you need to pay shills to come here. People will come here and quote-unquote shill for free. And people will cause problems for each other, and even though they might agree on 90% of things, that 10%, they will accuse the other person of being sent. No, he was sent here to give you 90% truth. But then he gives you 10% lies. And the other guy's like, no, no, I'm giving you the 90% good and 10% extra. He's giving you 90% good and 10% lies. And then someone else comes along and says, no, they're both, they're paid to argue with each other. I'm the guy with all the truth. You see, so people just sit around accusing each other of being shills. It's, it's all very silly, if you ask me. But a lot of people do believe in paid shills. So we'll talk about 9-11 and all the shillery. We will talk about maybe a little bit of, oh, this one's a dark one, folks. Birth trauma. Because you see, I spoke with possibly the leading researcher, at least in the English-speaking world, when it comes to what happens to expecting parents when they go to the hospital? What happens to the mother and the child and the father? And why? And what are the long-term consequences of this? Most of it's just a stream. Well, it's a hospital. It's there to help you have your baby. You need to go to the hospital to have the baby. And sometimes bad things might happen, but the hospital is going to be there to help if that happens. There's a growing body of evidence, folks, that it's not, oh, if something goes wrong with the baby or the mother, the hospital will help. Actually, if something goes wrong, it probably was the hospital, whether by accident or by intent. Very bizarre stuff, very black-pilled stuff, too, I have to say. We might talk about that. And what else have we got? Oh, yes. What happens? Suppose you come along and you think, you know what? I've got some opinions. I want to share those opinions with the world. Right? So you start a YouTube channel or you start a Podbean or you start a like to make podcasts or to publish podcasts or you start a website or whatever you do. What happens as a result of that? Well, a whole bunch of things can happen. Many of them very good things, wonderful things. There are also some less than wonderful things that can happen. And I spoke with an independent researcher who's been in the game for longer than me. I've been in this game for about nine years now. He's been in the game for about 11 or 12, actually. And the story that he told me about what happens, basically there was this uh, event in Australia, and it was one of those events where you're like, is this a real event or is this another Nyera-style fakery? All right? Well, this guy didn't really publish any material on that topic, but one of the members of his website apparently didn't just publish material on the event. He might have been one of the culprits, allegedly. So next thing old mate is getting a knock on the door saying, hey man, we need to have a chat with you. And this guy knew why, because he already saw the, the writing on the wall, as it were. They wanted to ask him, how come somebody on your website has allegedly gone and shot a bunch of police? Very bizarre stuff, folks. So we're going to talk about that and so much more on this here live stream, October 1, 2023. John LeBond coming to you from beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria. Yeah, yeah, boy. Shit, mate. So let's go and take a look at the live stream chat. What are they saying? What is being discussed in there? Guys, let me know. What topics would you like me to cover on this first ever edition of the JLB Late Night Truth Lounge? All right, let me since know. we're live. This is well, just hold on the... a second. Get rid of that. There we go. All right. So Nick says, hello, JLB and co. First time caller from Edinburgh. That is terrific. Edinburgh. How about that? They Lo E says, hello, we're all here. Yes, very good. Dino Mac is in the house. And he says, how about those mighty pies? The Collingwood Football Club won the grand final in Australia yesterday. What's today? I guess today's 
Monday in Australia. So I guess it was two days ago. And it was their first grand final win since 2010. And only their second in the last 30, 30, 33 years, yeah. Is that right? They won in 90, 2010, and 2023. Yeah, I guess it's their second win in 33 years. What are the odds of that? So I'm sure old Dino is very happy about that win. I hope that he is. I hope he's celebrating. Because the poor Magpies, man. In 2018, five years ago, they made it to the grand final. Which is like our ver- it's Australia's version of the Super Bowl. And they were up front. I think they were in front by like five goals in the first quarter. They were running away with the game. It was crazy. And it looked like it was going to be one of those... Sometimes these grand finals are pretty close. They're fun to watch as a neutral. Sometimes one team just basically destroys the other in the first quarter. And then the other team just, they fall apart. And you get like a 50, 80, even 100 point defeat. The grand final does funny things to uh, people's brains, I guess. You've got 100,000 people in the crowd. There's a good chance for most players it'll be their only chance to win a grand final. It's not often that teams get to, uh, to go back. There's 18 teams in the competition and probably half of those teams in any given 10 years. Band will contest a, a grand final. But the point is, yeah, sometimes a team will get there and the first few goals are kicked against them and they will just fall apart. And I was afraid that that's what would happen in uh, 2018 because Collingwood would kick like the first five goals. And the Collingwood fans are like, yep, this is going to be our first win in eight years or whatever. And then West Coast Eagles came back and, and won a, an amazing grand final. And Collingwood fans all around the country were, they were very sad. In fact, Dino Mack might be one of those Collingwood fans who were like, that broke me. That was a broken man after that grand final. But now they're happy. Five years later, they get their win. Very nice. All righty, who else is in there? Shiva Shampoo says people do it for free. Yeah, people people will shill for the establishment or for the accepted alternative theory. They'll do it for free because a lot of them believe in... They believe in uh, direct energy weapons or they believe in... Um, I don't know, what else? Uh, give, me, give me an example here. They believe, Oh, I'll give you an example. You know these um, shootings that happen? A lot of people believe those... Shootings are fake. Nobody died. Nobody got hurt. But there are other people like, oh, no, that was a real shooting or a real bombing. But the perpetrator was affected by SSRIs. He was affected by psychiatric medication. Or oh, no, no, he, he, it wasn't the medication. He was an MK Ultra plant or something like this, right? People who really believe that stuff, they don't have to be paid to promote it. They will just put it out there because they believe it, rightly or wrongly. This is true. Nick says, is Napoleon Wilson going to join up? Well, Napoleon Wilson, uh, he might be in the live stream chat later on. He was a couple of weeks ago. If he wanted to join me live right now in the Discord to get his voice on the air, I would happily send him a link to the JLB Discord. Speaking of which, if you're on the JLB Discord, you can join me for this episode of the Late Night Truth Lounge. And for any future episodes that I do, just join me in the chat, the voice room, which is where I am right now. And if you start speaking, you will be alive on the air. So just a warning, though, if you do do that, you can't join in and say, oh, JLB, I want to say... No, like, once you start talking, people will hear you. So there's no uh, warm-up, there's no introduction. Just if you join the voice room where I am right now, you will be live on the air. Okay. 1983 says, hello, my good friend JLB. Hello to you as well. Thirst for Truth is in the room. Clockwork 113. Cool name. And of course, Zintrax. Zintrax says, quote, the lights are on, but nobody's home. 
end quote, is my new favorite line. Do you know who said it first, JLB? I've heard the expression before, but the person who used it that made me start using it all the time was a guy called Chad628 from California. And he's been on probably about 20 of the member Discord calls, which, of course, all the archives are available at johnabond.com. And he doesn't join as often as like these days as he used to. A lot of those OGs were on the first calls back in, 20, say, 2017, 2018. A lot of the OGs, they're still on the website. They still pop in every now and then, but not as often as they used to. And Chad used to be one of the OGs who was there for most of the calls. And he's a lovely fellow from Northern California. Northern California. And believe this or not, and I do believe him because he seems like one of the more trustworthy people I've ever interacted with, especially in this corner of the internet. You get a lot of strange people, but Chad, I believe this dude is legit. I haven't met him in real life yet, but as soon as I get to America, he is high on the priority list to go and meet. And anyway, so he tells me, now you guys don't have to believe this because you don't know who Chad is. And I'm not telling you that it's definitely real. But in my reality, this is true. Chad played basketball against none other than Barack Hussein Obama back in his college days. Can you believe that? Barack Obama. Because some people will come to you and say, oh no, that can't be real. Barack Obama is a fake person, doesn't really exist. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. I, I, I've kind of for a while there fell into this idea of, oh yeah, Elon Musk, Warren Buffett, uh, any of these well-known characters is just a fictional character. For a few years there, that, that made a lot of sense to me. And it still does kind of make sense as a, like a broader framework, if you want to put it that way. But on the other hand, what if these people are real and... A lot of other people just want to assume that these people are fake because it makes it easier to understand the world. Like, how could this person have so much, uh, you know, such a public platform and so much reach? No way the system would let a normal person get that much. This must be a fake character or something like that. I can kind of see it. I get it. Alrighty. Oh, yes, Sonia's in tracks. The lights are on, but nobody's home. Yeah, so I've, I borrowed that from, or I stole it basically from Chad. But I don't think Chad would ever say that he invented the term. He's used that because it's one of those uh, expressions that have been around for a long time. And I love that one. Yeah, the lights are on, but nobody's home. Which is pretty much how I feel about the vast majority of people. I'm going to be straight with you right now. That's how I feel about the vast majority of people, including good, decent folks. People who just want to go and have a beer and watch the sports ball with their regular crew down at the old watering hole and you ask them, how's your week going? They'll tell you, oh, they did this and they did that. And they're very animated. And then, are you looking forward to the game tonight? Oh, yes, it's a big derby and blah, blah, blah. Just hanging out with them. Just, you know what I mean? So long as you just stick to topics that they uh, are interested in, they're cool. They're fun. Now, are you going to try and talk about anything serious and abstract with these people? Well, maybe you will. Generally, I won't. Because I know that if I do that, the person I'm talking to will still be there and they'll still be able to uh, respond and what have you. They're, they're a human like you and me. But as soon as their mind gets off the railroads onto something that they're not used to, such as, does the media ever lie to us? If so, why do they do that? Does the education system exist to produce intelligent thinking people or does it exist to create a homogenized, zombified, pussified, uh, worker drone, basically? You know what I mean? These kinds of topics or any topic that might lead to those topics. You can try and, and broach these things. Like, oh, did you see that news story, man? 
that's um rover that India put on the moon. I don't know about you, man, but that seemed a bit strange to me. Well, you know what the regular person's going to say, if they say anything at all. They'll get that glazed over look in their eyes, and they might turn to you be like, oh, you don't think that's a conspiracy, do you? And it's like, okay. That this is about as far as we're going to get. The lights are on, but nobody's home. Alrighty. Okay, Linda Curtis is in the house. Good to see you there, Linda. And Nick says that Chad was going to visit a nuclear power plant. Oh, that's right, because Chad's a big motorcyclist, and he loves to go on motorcycle tours around the US. I'm not sure if he ended up going to visit the nuclear plant. And of course, the context here is some people question if these nuclear power plants even exist. That is a question, believe it or not. So what we're going to do, folks... I'm going to go and take a look at some of the comments that were left on the last live stream. And of course, I'll keep reading out your comments from the live stream chat. But first, I want to take a look at the most recent Bonversation. Now, there's a website called bonversations.com. Every single Bonversation is now available publicly, that is for free, to either download or to stream. It's all very easy. Go to bonversations.com, link in the show notes below. The conversations are all there available. So what I used to do was I'd have a two-part conversation. And the first part, I would send out to the uh, members of johnthebond.com and to the public who are on the mailing list for free. Then the second hour, what I call the debrief or the post-show or the after-call, whatever you want to call it, the non-official part where instead of me reading out questions from my notes and getting to know the guest, now it's just a general conversation. That part would be locked behind the member section at johnthebond.com. Here's how it works now. All of those first hours, you don't even need to be on the mailing list. You can just go straight to bombersations.com and every single episode, the Bombersation, the first hour, the most important part, is available to you right now for free. So there's literally dozens of episodes waiting for you. And I've, sp- I've conversed, shall we say, I've interviewed guests from all over the world on all different kinds of topics. And the most recent episode was impromptu, wasn't planned ahead, I didn't even have any notes. I just got home from the cafe. This fellow was available to speak then and there. We didn't really have other times that would work out over the next few days. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to change my plans for tonight. I'm going to go home from the cafe where I sit at my little laptop. As soon as I get home, I'm going to get the computer all set up. Let's do a recording right now for a special conversations. There's some things we need to talk about. And why did we need to talk about them? Well, I'm going to play a few minutes from this and then I'll come back and give my thoughts. But again... You can get this conversation. It's about one hour, I think, 50 minutes, one hour. You can stream it or you can download it for free at bombersations.com. Links in the show notes below. But let's take a look at this. I don't want to listen to the whole episode. Let's just go and find about halfway into the episode. I'll play a few minutes from this and we'll get your thoughts in the live stream chat. People there who are very negative and toxic. Okay, so right there I'm talking about uh, fakeologists. So let me just scroll back a couple of minutes. For at least from my perspective, I, I would like to try to hold these people accountable, like specific people. Let me just make sure I'm on the right screen here. Yes, so this is Bombersations number, episode number 34. This is Boogeyman's second appearance. Only two people have appeared on more than one Bombersation. Tim Osman from the Infinite Plane Society has been on two of these episodes. And then Boogeyman with this impromptu chat. Boogeyman is his username online. He also goes by Mark Chase. But I prefer to go by people's usernames, especially now like Boogeyman. So this is Boogeyman. Mark, the Boogeyman Chase's second appearance. We spoke about many things. You can check out this entire episode. But let's just play a couple of minutes of this, and I'll come back and give my thoughts and read out your comments 
from the live stream chat if you're just joining us late. This is the first episode of the Late Night Truth Lounge. Of course, it's not late night for most of you. If you're in America, you're seven hours behind me on the East Coast and then more hours back as you get further west. But it's about 11 o'clock here, Sunday evening, here in beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria. So if this does become a regular show, which I hope that it does, if you guys like this, I can do this as a regular thing. If this becomes a regular show, it might be that I begin anywhere from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. my time. So if I do a one-hour show or a two-hour show, you can see how that gets pretty late night for me, even though it's not late night for you. And by the way, I should mention, I stole the name Late Night Truth Lounge from a guy called Red Pill Revolution, who was a big time. He was top of the pops of the so-called truth movement back in 2014-15. He had a massive uh, following. And this is back when most YouTube truth people had a few hundred, a few thousand subscribers on YouTube. That was it. This guy had tens of thousands. Back then, this was like eight, nine years ago. Yeah. So anyway, this is back when things were much better than they are now. I don't want to get into all of it, but there was more of an energy, man. There was more of a youthful, um, idealistic, creative energy around people who knew about media fakery back then. As in people who understand that some of these shootings and bombings are fake, right? Of the people who understood that, there was this cool, uh, how do I put it, uh, friendly, positive, jovial, cordial environment among a certain group of the content creators, YouTubers at the time. And anyway, they said this weekly show called We'll Do It Live. And two of the guys on that show started their own show, which was uh, for late night instead of the afternoon. And it was called The Late Night Truth Lounge. And I think it ran for like three or four episodes. It was Red Pill Revolution before the 2015 schism, which destroyed the truth movement, so-called. And a guy called Press Reset Earth, who also used to have a pretty decent following. And uh, he's gone on to different things to an extent, but he still is out there, actually. So I had this show called The Late Night Truth Lounge, which I thought was a really cool name. And now that it's been like eight years since they did their show, I think it's okay for me to come and steal the name of their show. And that's exactly what I'm doing. So if you're just joining us, this is the JLB Late Night Truth Lounge. Yeah, yeah, boy. And here's a couple of minutes from a recent conversation published just a few days ago. All This is the big announcement. All of those conversations are now available at conversations.com for free. Go and check them out. When I come back from the next few minutes, we're going to read out your comments, and then we'll move on to a couple of topics that have come up recently that I think are more than relevant, given the context. We'll talk about all of that and more in just a moment, but this is from Bombersession number 34 with the Boogeyman. You know, but um, that's going to be really hard if these people are claiming that, it, that everything is fake, and these are the ones holding the flag. For- when he says these people are claiming everything is fake, he's talking about people who say that For example, there are people who believe that all of the footage, all of the images, all of the videos from 9-11 of the burning towers, they think it's all fake, necessarily. In other words, every single photo you've ever seen, fake. Which I didn't know that's what they actually believed. I thought they just believed that the footage of the planes going into the towers was necessarily fake. But the rest is all open to speculation. Is it real or is it fake? I didn't realize that people like Simon Shack and their followers, they weren't just saying that any footage could be fake, which is a valid position in my opinion. It's important to know that the news can and does fake anything they want, up to and including footage from 9-11. They can do that. 
It's one thing to say they can do it. It's another thing to say that they are doing it. And Boogie, necessarily, that every single footage, every single photo and video is wrong, is fake. You can see how they're different things. Did I explain that properly? I'm saying anything from 9-11 could be fake. If it's a photo or a video, it could be fake. That should be obvious by now. I'm not saying that everything necessarily is fake. Boogeyman has correctly identified that Clues Forum and Simon Shack and their acolytes, they actually are apparently, and I still can't believe this, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and say there's been a misunderstanding here, but if Boogeyman's understanding is correct and it appears to be, no, these people are saying that everything is necessarily fake. This is very controversial, so let's pick it up from there. The no-plane movement. As you can see, Clues Forum is basically dead now like there's nothing going on and i think that's on purpose and i think that people can make a change if they stand up and stop being lazy 9-11 is still important because we still have the patriot act here in america and we're still over in iraq and if i had to put my money on it we're still in afghanistan i'm not i, I don't know for sure but um there are people that have to suffer the consequences for these lies. All right, I'll just pause in there. So again, we're listening to Bomber Stations 34, available to you right now for free in MP3. You can stream it or you can download it. And get this, you can download it to your computer or to your phone as an MP3 file. That's it. You don't have to play it through an app. Recently, I thought, you know what? I'm going to listen to some Joe Rogan. I used to listen to Rogan regularly, especially when he had uh, in, like MMA fighters on as guests. I think he does good interviews with fighters. And then if he had an interesting guest on, like Alex Jones or someone like that, I would also listen to those episodes. This is before he went to Spotify. And then he went to Spotify, and I couldn't work out how can I just download the MP3s. I'm happy to pay the money, but I don't want to have to listen through somebody else's app. I don't want my phone to be connected to their internet so they can see what I've listened to. No, no, I just want to download as MP3s. And if I want to put my phone on plane mode for three hours and go for a walk, that's it. I'm not connected to the internet for three hours. And I couldn't work out how to do it with Spotify. So I was like, stuff it. And that was a couple of years ago. But then yesterday, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try and work this out. People keep telling me that you can do it. Okay, I'm going to sign up to Spotify. I'm going to pay the money. That doesn't bother me. And I'm going to see if I can work out how to download these uh, episodes. Like Rogan and Bravo... I want to listen to that. Rogan and whoever. Whatever it is, I want to find the episodes I want and download them and listen to them. I'm happy to pay for it. So I went through the nonsense of setting up another Spotify account last night and putting my payment details in and whatever. And I still couldn't download the freaking files. Apparently, what you can do is you can install the app on your phone. Then you can download to your phone. But your phone still has to connect to the internet. So it can tell Spotify what you've listened to. And it's like, man, the kids today will have no idea. Like in 10 or 15 years, this will be just how everything is. You can't just download an MP3 to your phone. No, they want the data. They want to track what you've listened to and when. So you can listen through the app, but you have to do it through the app, right? Which to most people is no problem. Okay, great. But to me, this is a problem. I want to be able to download the mp3 to my phone or to my computer right as an mp3 file the way it used to be you can't do that with spotify from what i can tell and there are other platforms that are doing the same thing they're going the same way well not johnthebond.com not conversations.com you want to stream this okay you can stream it but if you want to download it as an mp3 to your phone or your computer 
and never go back to the website or never be online again. You can. This is the way it used to be. Available at JohnLeBond.com in conversations. This is available right now for free at conversations. We'll listen to more to a couple minutes of this, a couple more minutes of this. This is very important, folks. Whether you think there were planes or there were no planes, that's important. Because if you still think that there were real planes that went into the towers that day, I can't help you. If you still believe 3,000 people died, I can't help you. What is important is, is the footage all fake? Because if that's what September Clues and Simon Shack are pushing, and Clues from are pushing, okay, that's their business. They're allowed to push that. But now I have to make up for the fact that I've spent years promoting these people. I should not be promoting people putting out such outlandish claims, in my opinion. Just my opinion. We can agree, disagree, me and uh, Clues from people. But I've promoted them quite a lot. And if they are saying these things, then this is problematic. So we'll go back to this episode. It's not all fake, so I think it's important to get the truth out. Yeah, your answer is a bit different to mine. My answer is, I think, for me, it's a case of, I'm a bit embarrassed, actually, that I spent so many years promoting. I promoted the hell out of Fakeologist, right? And, yeah, there were some people there who are very negative and toxic or whatever, but I, I looked past that, and I was like, but overall, let's look at the benefit here. But if we're at the stage now where you've got people saying that they know that some historical figure is a man based on one photograph... And you've got people saying that Donald Trump is a woman. If, if that's the point we've got to, and I've spent years, literally years, man, promoting that place. Me too. I kind of feel I, like I've I'm embarrassed. I've shared form links all over the internet. And to any friend that I thought would take a look, I would share the link. And yes, I, I'm embarrassed that I wasn't thorough enough to see through it. But, you know, I was a lot younger then. And, you know, I... I've been accused of being naive before, but that's kind of why I'm, I'm at where I'm at now. Cause I don't, I never stopped pursuing the truth in regards to nine 11. And there were a lot of hiccups along the way. And, um, you know, I, I just think it's very important. You know, I was in a senior in high school principal to turn the TV on and, couple minutes after that the second plane hit and ever since then i've just been kind of like i don't know i guess it was just a shocking thing to witness and not have an explanation for because you know i don't know well, i know you're passionate i know you're very passionate about 9-11 for me it's like back in 2015 and i'll just pause myself there so that is just a short snippet of abomination's number 34 with boogeyman making his second appearance that episode and so many more available at bombersations.com right now for free, like I said. And like I said, you can stream it if you want, or you can download it to your computer or your phone or whatever you want. And there you go. It's all yours. The way it should be, folks. I would honestly be happy to pay 10 bucks a month, not just for Spotify, just for uh, Joe Rogan's interviews. He would easily do two or three or more interviews per month that I find interesting. I'm happy to pay for that. More than happy. But I need to be able to download the files as an MP3 to my phone or computer. It's that simple. And apparently I can't do that. Absolutely bizarre stuff. Anyway, so that's the Boogeyman episode. Now I want to come back and take a look at some of your comments in the live stream chat. Let's zoom in there. 
All right, so we've got Cubstar says that the sound is good. So does Daylight WC. Thank you, everybody, for letting me know. Zintrax says, I miss old websites and forums. Funny you should say that, Zintrax. Funny you should say that. I personally would love to see forums make a comeback. Now, I know that they won't do that because things have moved on. The world has moved on. Forums are just not as interactive as people are used to these days. Forums don't necessarily work on your phone as well as, say, Discord does or these other more modern uh, methods. And also, with Discord and the others, you get this instant gratification. You can post something, and then you get little love hearts and little thumbs up and all the rest of it, which people think they're not addicted to it, but I think many of us are, whether we realize or not. It might only be a minor addiction. It might only be a small addiction. It's not causing any major problems or whatever, of course. But people are... Maybe addicted is too strong a word for some people. What if I say people are used to that now? Now people are used to, oh, I have an idea. I'm going to post it. Within minutes, love hearts, thumbs up. You see, it's uh, what they're used to. People are not used to, oh, I've got an idea. I'm going to sit there on a forum and type it out and press publish. And then it might take a day or a week to get reply. No, people aren't used to that. Just not as popular as it used to be. But sometimes I think maybe I should start a, an old-fashioned forum. You know what I mean? I have thought about that. I have thought about it. All right, who else is there? Uh, Nick Witch says that Boogeyman is distorted, but that's in the original. Yeah, it's because he must have been on his phone or something. This is the difference it makes using a proper microphone as opposed to a uh, just a phone microphone, isn't it? But that particular episode, I wasn't too worried about the the fact that his audio was no good. Or not no good, but not as good as it could be. It was just an impromptu chat that... Given what had happened on Fake Gold just in the, the days leading up to that chat, I thought the sooner we get this uh, taken care of, the better. Okay, so who else is in the live stream chat? Linda Curtis says, The person Boogie is talking about produces film, and he has went through hundreds of videos to show him the layers. I think Linda is referring to Simon Shack. So Simon Shack is the guy who released September Clues back around 2007. And September Clues, there's like a sister forum. So the, the September Clues is the, the movie, if you like, 2007. Clues Forum is the forum that sprung up around September Clues or vice versa. So Simon Shack is there and there's a small number of other so-called uh, researchers who are there as well. And the point that Boogeyman makes in that conversation you just listened to, one of the points he makes is, he still thinks Simon Shack did good work exposing the planes. The fact that the planes are a hoax, nobody died, nobody got hurt. Those planes didn't exist. What Boogeyman's problem is, or at least what it seems to be, is that Shack is also claiming that every single photo or video that we saw of the towers that day was fabricated. Now, I'm still not sure that Simon Shack really believes that. There might be some miscommunication going on here. But if anybody is trying to tell me or trying to tell anybody else Oh, no. Every photo you've seen, every video you've seen, even of the towers just on fire, that was fake, that was fabricated, that was put there. I'm like, how do... Firstly, how do you know that? Like, why are you saying such a thing with such confidence? And then, whatever your theory is, okay, do you agree that there were probably tens of thousands of people in Manhattan, or more, but let's just, let's just say thousands... There were at least thousands of people 
in Manhattan or within viewing distance of the towers? Because you can see the towers from all over, not just Manhattan, but different areas uh, north, west, east. You can see the towers. I'm led to believe. I'm reliably led to a belief. And so every one of those people, you're saying that if they took a photo, the photo's fake. Or you're saying none of those people took photos. This is very strange stuff. And I think that's a point the boogeyman was making. All right, Linda Curtis says, no, I'm not talking about boogeyman. I'm talking about fast value. Okay, well, in terms of fast value, you know what I'm thinking? I should invite him to be a guest of Bombersations. He might take up the invitation. He might not. But if he does, I'd love to get just to, to give him a chance. Dude, what do you think about 9-11? Why do you think that? And let's just hear what he has to say. And I've already got a fair idea of what he has to say because I've been interacting with him for many years now. But for those who are not familiar with him, it'd be good for them to hear from this guy. This is someone for whom 9-11 is a very important topic. He's very passionate about it. He's been on Clues Forum for many years. He's apparently quite a defender and promoter of Clues Forum. And he's a very intelligent, well-spoken person. So why not get him on the show? What do you, you tell us. What do you think about 9-11 and the footage and how much of the footage can we accept or dismiss, etc.? I would be interested to know more. All right, I'll go through a few more comments and then we'll press on with the show. Still so much more to talk about yet. Yeah, yeah, boy. All right. Shiva Shampoo says the audio is good. I apologize. I appreciate that. CA47Stir says battery... Oh, no, he says, I agree with you, battery 79. Ronnie is the best truther. He and Jason on Awake Souls tonight. All right, this is an interesting one. So somebody messaged me not so long ago telling me that, hey, this Ronnie, the event skeptic, and his mate Jason, they're talking about you on their show. They've got some show, what's it called? Awake Souls. Awake Souls Tonight or something like that. Now, Ronnie, the event skeptic, believe it or not, he was actually one of the panel members on the original Ball Earth Skeptic Roundtable, the pilot episode that wasn't officially a pilot. It was just a live stream, but it led to what became the Baldur Skeptic Roundtable. Believe it or not, Ronnie the Event Skeptic was on that show back in 2015. And he and I had known each other since 2014. So we'd known each other for about a year. He comes onto a live stream that I was doing at the time with the Matrix Decode. We're talking about, at that time, it was still a new... back. I know it's so hard for people to believe these days if they're new to the scene. I, I understand that. But I'm telling you, and this is all documented, Back in 2015, before Flat Earth had just taken over the place and messed up a lot of people's brains, it has to be said, goodness gracious me. Before all of that, it was still a relatively new topic. And it was fun and there was energy and people seemed genuine. It seemed like people were like, well, this is one of the things that Flat Earthers say, I can't debunk it yet. And then if somebody could debunk it, at least it seemed at the time there was this attitude of, okay, good, I'm glad we debunked that. Just going through the different arguments that the spinning ball Earthers have and that the Flat Earthers have, what are they saying? Why are they saying it? Let's get to the bottom of it. And then slowly but surely try and work out, what do we know? Because back then, if you said to someone, if you even said to me, how do you know that we're on a spinning ball? I'd be like, and I would go into my memory bank. Well, you know, what, why do I believe that? And I believed most of the stuff that we're all led to believe, right? So you start realizing, hold on, I don't have as many reasons to believe the spinning ball earth as I think I do, right? But then at the same time, I was analyzing all the flat earth arguments and realizing... Some of them were just terrible from the outset. Some of them were valid, but we needed more information. And then as the information came to hand, it turned out, no, that's 
doesn't fit what they're telling us. So you, you can see that we were slowly but surely whittling down all the bad arguments on either side. And at the time I was very naive and I thought other people were doing the same thing. Turns out, no, they weren't. Turns out most people are very tribal and they'll either choose spinning ball earth or most people don't even choose it. They, they kind of, they're brainwashed into it from a young age. They don't really choose it consciously, but that's the team they're on. That's all they care about. Then there are these other people pushing flat earth. That's all that matters to them. They'll pretend that they're open-minded and that they're willing to let go of flat earth or whatever. They pretend that, but they're not really. They're just as dogmatic as a spinning ball earth, as you see. But I didn't know that back then. I didn't. I was very naive, you see. I did not understand that most people, including so-called awake people, very tribal creatures. Tribal. Very tribal. They want to fall into one side. And every time, of course, they think they're on the good side, right? So... It's Coke or Pepsi, Democrats or Republicans, Flat Earth or Spinning Ball Earth, Bible-based creationism or evolution, Darwinian evolution, this kind of thing. Or, um, oh, my truthers are the right truthers, they're the good ones. The people who criticize them, they're the paid shills, right? Or the, pe- the people who I believe in, if they accuse someone else of being a paid shill, that's justified. But when someone else calls a guy who I like a paid shill, that's not justified, right? Very tribal creatures. It's phenomenal. Back then, I did not understand that. I did not know that. I learned the hard way. And because I'm a little bit redacted, I've had to learn the same lesson multiple times before it finally gets stuck in my head. Oh, yeah. Can't trust people to do the right thing. People aren't going to be logical. They're going to be tribal and emotional. And they will dismiss information if it doesn't come from somebody that they like. Or they will stop liking you if you give them information that doesn't fit in with their preconceived notions. I didn't know any of that back then. I did not know that. Anyway, getting back to the story. So someone says, oh, go and chat with Ron of the Event Skeptic and his mate Jason. And I'm like, that's a great idea. I'm going to invite them to a future conversation as well. In fact, I may have already begun the process of getting that conversation lined up. So bear with me, folks. These things do take time because I do put effort into what I do with the exception of last week's impromptu chat with the Boogeyman, I normally read someone's book or I listen to their podcast or I read their articles or I do something. So I've got some notes and I've got something to talk about in the first hour of the show. That's what I normally do. And then booking guests, most guests turn up at the agreed time, but sometimes people, they don't turn up because something has come up or they've had to postpone or whatever. There's quite a process involved in doing these uh, interview-based podcasts. But the point is, the wheels are in motion and I think I'll be talking with Ronnie the Event Skeptic and maybe his friend Jason as well sooner rather than later stay tuned for more information and on that note I should say if you want to stay up to date with what I'm doing with John the Bon or with Late Night Truth Lounge or with the Bonversations or with my YouTube channel maybe I get kiboshed again have to start a new one or whatever the best thing to do is to join the free JLB mailing list link in the show notes takes 10 seconds to join it is free I promise you I will not be spamming you the way that some people spam, like you sign up and they just start spamming you. I haven't sent out an email for three months. I discovered that today because I was thinking of sending out a mailing list email to let people know about this stream. So I logged into my mailing list uh, provider, the uh, the platform that I use. So when you sign up, there's like a little thing on my, you'll, you'll work it out. When you go to my website, there's a thing that you sign up to. That company that handles that for me, there's a company that does this for free. I logged into them today. It's been... Almost three months. 
And I was meant to be sending out a mailing list email once a month. That's what I try and remind myself. Send out something once a month. Let people know about the latest free content, the latest paid content. Let people know. They might have forgotten. They might have unsubscribed from your channel by accident. Who knows? Just send it one a month. That's what I'm meant to be doing. But I haven't sent anything for almost three months. So not only will I not spam you, I probably won't even send you as much email from me as you would like to get. But I will try and send one email a month on average from now on. Letting you know if there's something that used to be just for the members, but now it's available for free. You'll know when that happens. Or if you are a member and you want to know when's the latest member video available, I will let you know. Through the mailing list, sign up, takes 10 seconds. Link in the info box below. Yeah, yeah, boy. That's what I'm talking about. So let's go back through some more comments in the live stream chat and then we'll carry on with the show. This was meant to be a one hour show. Looks like we're going over time. Let's see Linda Curtis says, you can listen to Boogeyman on a recent FACO live stream from the same day. Yeah, and I linked, that's a good point, Linda, and I linked to that in the show notes of my conversation with Boogeyman. And the point, in fact, I'll even show you what it says. The point I made, let's go to my links, all right? I said, here is Boogie's, this is for the, so some of you who are listening to this as audios, you can't see this on your screen, obviously. But I'll, I'll describe to you what's going on. So this is from the bombersations.com episode for Boogeyman. You can scroll down to links and more. In other words, my show notes for the episode. I've got Boogie's recent chat with fast value. Not recommended. We can just go and click on that if you like. The reason that I put not recommended, and Boogie and I go into detail about this in that conversation that I just mentioned, is that Boogeyman does not make the best, does not offer the best account of himself in this one. And he fully admits that. He went overboard, got very heated. There was no need for it. On the flip side, Fast Value, who is usually very intelligent, very articulate, when he was asked at the beginning of that stream, we had that episode with Boogeyman that they were on, so not my stream with Boogeyman, what happened in the hours leading up to that, was he said to Fast Value, listen, just put your opinion on the table. I'm going to shut up. You say your opinion, and then I'll state mine. And then Fast Value kept trying to state Boogeyman's opinion. And Boogeyman's like, no, no, don't say my opinion. Say your opinion. Then I will say my opinion. And then we can discuss it. And then Fast Value kept like, so I think what you're saying is, and it was just very strange. I don't know. I don't think either of them, I don't think that really reflected well on anybody. On, uh, on Boogeyman especially. On Fast Value. On Fakeologist, the platform. It just wasn't a good look for anybody. So even though I do link to this, I do put not recommended. Then I put, if you want a more productive chat with Fast Value, go and check out his chat with Zombie Dave or DB User, whatever he calls himself. That was much more productive. Much more productive. So I link to that. That's also at fakeologist.com. So in other words, if you want to know more about uh, Boogeyman or about Fast Value, there are links in the show notes of that conversation that I think give a much better account of the characters involved. All right, let's go back to the comments because then I need to get back on with the other things I wanted to take a look at. Okay, let's have a look here. All right, so why am I amazed says that he is enjoying the cacophony of live stream. What TFWTF is really controlling the events here and now? Is it moot or not? What's really controlling the events here? Man, I think a lot of us wish we knew. I've got a theory about what's really going on in this realm. I've got a theory about all of that. And uh, 
if we get time in this stream, I'll try and give my overview or my synopsis of all of that. But it's a bit too in-depth just for now. Okay, the boogeyman says a forum is a great idea. I agree. They lie, see... Sorry, let me, let me read this out again. They lie, we see. He says, what happens to thrice eight Hermes? And I think you're the one who made a video about that recently, aren't you? And I left a comment on your YouTube channel where you made a video about that. Basically, I don't know what happened to him. But I... How do I put this to you? When you are a content creator for nine years and a podcaster, you know, how long has that been now? Seven or eight years. And you interview a lot of people and you get interviewed by people and you build up this network behind the scenes, if you like. You start to get a better idea of of who people are and what they're doing and you hear things from people and what have you. So the point of all of this is I have good reason to believe that Thrice at Hermes is doing well for himself and he's happy but I don't think he's involved in content creation at the moment. Maybe he will be again in the future. I hope so. But for now, I wouldn't expect to hear too much from him. But I do believe that he is happy, healthy, and enjoying his life. So that's the most important thing, as far as I am aware. Hoopy304 says, Boogeyman believes people died in the towers. Is it possible that some people did die in the towers? Is that possible, folks? Is that possible? Let me come back to my late night truth lounge. For those of you watching, this is the thumbnail. Is it possible, folks, that some people died in the towers? I want to believe that nobody died in the towers. I want to believe that nobody died, nobody got hurt. I'd rather believe no one died. That's a much nicer thing for me to imagine, that in this world, the people who run the show don't kill people in these made-for-TV movie events. They just pretend they do. I'd rather believe that. However, these 110-story towers, folks, that's freaking massive. And there's two of them. And they're coming down in the middle of Manhattan. That's pretty full on, bro. Did no one die? I want to believe that no one died. But 110 towers times 110-story towers times two. It is possible someone died. To me, it's possible. Now, I know my Uncle Dave J, my crazy truth uncle, crazy Dave J, will come back and say, nobody died, nobody got hurt. That's a fact. And if you say otherwise, I want you to name. If you're going to bear witness to death, I want you to name the names, and I will pin those names to your soul. Who were the people who died? He would say something along those lines, which is fair enough. Dave has a big beanie's bonnet about people who spread death mentally. If you convince... Suppose you convince person A that person B is dead. Then in person A's mind, B is now dead. So in their mind, in their spirit, you have now killed that person. Now, if that person is actually dead, you're just passing on true information. That's one thing. But if you don't know that person's dead, how come you're telling someone else that you know that they're dead? That's Dave J's main point in this context. And I happen to agree with him. So I can't sit here and say that I know anybody died on 9-11. I can't do that. But to me, it is possible. Now, I prefer nobody died, nobody got hurt. I prefer that. But I don't know that. As far as a rhetorical device goes, NDNGH is still fantastic. Nobody died, nobody got hurt, period. That's a fact, right? Very useful. Very useful. As a rhetorical device, but in terms of what literally happened, how the hell do I know if 0, 5, 10, or 20 people died on 9-11? Now, 3,000? I don't believe that. Don't believe it. 
Thanks in part to the good work of people like Simon Shack and Hoi Pulloi in their VixSim report. Thanks in part to them getting me and many people around the world like me to think about how do I know these people are dead? They say 3,000, how do I know that? So I'm grateful for people like Simon and Hoy who did that in terms of the VixSim report. But I can't give you a number. I can't tell you for sure that it's 0, 5, 10, 3,000. I can't tell you. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, getting back to the live stream chat, then we do need to move on, folks. Just a few more comments. We'll move on. Uh, Dirty Benny. Oh, so getting back to that point, though, by Hoopy. Yeah, so if if uh, the boogeyman is saying that people definitely died in the towers, if he's saying that, I would say, boogeyman, who? Who definitely died? Give me their names. I want you to bear witness with names so I can pin those to your soul, but I don't think boogeyman does that. I could be wrong, but I spoke to him for, what, over two hours for our first conversation, and around two hours, that was about two years ago, and about two hours for the most recent conversation, maybe slightly over two hours. I don't remember him saying that people definitely died in the towers. Could be wrong, but I do not remember him saying that. Alrighty, Dirty Benny says, I asked Simon Shack that specific question during a FACO chat two years ago. No authentic footage per his response. That's very interesting, Dirty Benny. I'm happy with anyone to say to me, they don't believe any of the videos of the planes going to the towers is real, because guess what? I don't believe it either. I'm happy with someone to say to me, you know what? I've looked at all the footage of the towers on fire with all the smoke billowing out. I don't believe they're real either. I'm like, okay, that's fair enough. I think they could be real, or they might be fake, but if you think they're fake, that's fair enough. If you come to me and you say, oh, no, no, all the photos and all the videos that you've ever seen from the day of 9-11 looking at the towers, they're all fabricated, planted. I say, well, okay, well, now you... See, now you're talking about something a bit different. You've gone from could be fake to definitely, necessarily is fake. Can you see how those things are different? That's where the issue here is, I think. All right, they lie, we see, says... Tim Truth is also angry. Yeah, that was a strange one, wasn't it? When he spoke to Ab the Fakeologist and he just uh, stormed off all of a sudden. That was bizarre. I, this Tim Truth guy, I've heard of him, but up until his 9-11 special a couple of weeks ago, when was that? I guess it was three weeks ago now. Up until, that was a five-hour epic stream that he did with some really cool callers in and overall I thought it was a terrific presentation. Like five hours, like I said, amazing. And not just like five hours of jibber-jabber, but looking at the different parts of the official story one by one, and I thought it was very impressive. I was like, who's this guy? You know, how come I haven't been listening to this guy already? You know, and then the second thing of his I listened to was when he was on Ab's show a few days later. <clears throat> Pardon me, and it was terrible. I think Ab didn't quite realize in time that his guest was not on the same wavelength. Right, so I think Ab could have done a better job, but but then again, Ab must have just thought this Tim Truth guy knows what's going on and he's going to be cool. Like it wasn't Ab's fault that Tim Truth got angry, but as the interviewer, you should be more perceptive to where your guest is. So if you realise there's an area where you and the guest aren't on the same wavelength, okay, move to the next track. See, wait, keep working together until you find something that, that flows well. Right? If you've just got one guy saying, "No, the footage is all fake and no one died." And the other guy saying, no, some of the footage is real and people did die. And then it just goes around in circles like this. It doesn't make for good radio. And then when the guest leaves after like 40 minutes, again, not good radio. And uh, 
yeah, I'm not trying to blame Ab or trying to blame Tim. It just didn't work, did it? Just sometimes these things don't work, but it was a, it was a shame. It was a real shame. All right, who else have we got here? Just a couple more comments. Battery79 says the main flat earth versus globe earth debate is a false dichotomy. The globe is a psyop and the fake flat earth, the AE map and model, is a psyop. Both are bullshit. Yeah, I would agree with that, basically. I would agree with that. The spinning ball earth and flat earth are both bullcrap. But they're both something. You can either be part of team establishment and laugh at the crazy... Oh, you you crazy flat earth, you... Didn't you go to school? Didn't you learn about gravity and how we live on a spinning ball? Oh my god, did you miss the day of school? Haha, <laughs> like, you're crazy. Right? So you can be on Team Establishment. Or you can be on Team Flat Earth with dozens, if not hundreds, of content creators and hundreds, if not low thousands, of people around the world who leave pro-Flat Earth comments and who leave pro-Flat Earth tweets and who support different Flat Earth propagators and what have you and they go to conferences and stuff right so they're also a team so you can join that team <laughs> we we've got the truth we're going to bring down nasa you you believe in spinning ball earth huh you're brainwashed no we've got the truth we live on the flat earth right and they actually believe this stuff so you see people want to be on a team and that's where i've probably missed out on quite a lot of support and money by not offering people a team to join right this is not a team we're not Flat earthers, we're not spinning ball earthers. There is no we, actually. There's me and my opinions, and you and your opinions. And if you want, we can talk about them on the next member Discord call. Easy, right? It's a website full of different people with different thoughts on all kinds of topics. That, that appeals to a small, a very small uh, proportion of people who don't need to be on a tribe. Most people need a tribe. So you've got to offer them establishment, or you've got to offer them uh, a convincing alternative opinion such as flat earth now that's not very convincing to many people but it's convincing to enough you see so you've got people like Jaronism. i don't know if he still does this to this day but this is going back five six years right the people like Jaronism, uh and he's got the support of all the flat earthers then you'd have red's rhetoric and he'd have all the support of all of the establishment people and they would have these regular debates and they would both get super chats or donations or love bombs from their supporters then they'd come back and do it all over again two weeks later, right? And once again, the people who support Flat Earth, yeah, Jaronism, you win again. Here's another 50 bucks, right? Then people on Red's Reddit started to be like, yeah, you showed those Flat Earthers again. Here's another $100 for your next freaking trip to Florida to watch a, a NASA launch or something, right? So both sides were milking their supporters very cleverly. And even milking is being too cynical. Like, not milking, just... Hey, people believe that you're going to take down NASA, they're going to give you some money. Or people believe that you're taking down the evil flat earthers and you're teaching them what we've known since school, going to give you money, right? So these people, saying that they milked their audiences a bit too much, but you get what I'm trying to say. They took advantage of the fact that they had this this tribe of people who think they're on the same team, right? The spinning ball earthers did it. The flat earthers did it. Whereas me, I was one saying, okay, you see what that flat earther just said? You know he said the exact opposite six months ago. Let me show you, right? Well, all that did was get me attacked by the Flat Earthers. And then when I said, hey, guys, you know the Spinning Ball Earthers? Did you know that this is part of their story? And then I showed you the Cavendish experiment, right? That was me. People forget this. The first person to expose the Cavendish experiment, that was me. I was the first person to do that. Now, did that get me support? A little bit. But you know what got me more of? Hatred from the Spinning Ball Earthers. Because I was the one 
who exposed the weakness in their whole belief system. So they attacked me. So I'm getting attacked by the flat earthers. I'm getting attacked by the spinning ball earthers. You know why? The main reason why? Because I refuse to choose to join or choose either of their sides. The flat earthers would probably like me more if I was just a spinning ball earther, right? And the spinning ball earthers would like me more if I was just a flat earther because then they know that I'm their enemy and they can hate me. People want to know, can we love you or hate you? Whereas if you are showing the problems of their enemy's belief system, but you're also showing the problem of their own, that's the worst that you can possibly be because part of them knows that you, you're not part of the other team. But then if you're not also part of their team, it calls into question why they're part of their team. You see, it creates this massive cognitive dissonance. So people don't want that. So some people are cool with it. Some people don't need to be on a team, but that's a very tiny proportion of people. The majority need to be on either establishment or official alternative. Whereas to just be on their own, no, that's not uh, not very popular, I'm afraid. Yes, indeed. So Merit, um, so why am I amazed? Says, are these live streams announced? How can I receive an announcement so I don't miss anything? That's a good question. So uh, I did say before, make sure you're on the mailing list. I know that you are already on that mailing list. So from now on, I will try and use the mailing list to send out a message, maybe an hour before these streams to let you know. Normally, however, in the past, these streams are just impromptu. It's just, it'll get to 7 or 8 p.m. I'll be at the cafe and I'll be like, do I want to go out tonight and socialize or do I not want to do that? And if I choose that I don't want to do that, then I'm at home. And if at home, I'm like, what am I going to do at home? And tonight there was nothing, no interesting sports ball and nothing else really happening. And I was like, you know what? Stuff it. I'll do a live stream. So it kind of was uh, impromptu. But to answer your question, if you want to know when these streams are happening, if you're on the JLB Discord server, you'll always know because I always post them there before I go live. And if this show goes well, we might make this a weekly occurrence. The JLB Late Night Truth Lounge. If you guys are interested, we can do that. A weekly show. Of course, it'll be late night for me here in Plovdiv. It will be afternoon for you guys in America. For those of you who watch live, most people will listen to this on delay. So for them, it doesn't really matter what time. But for me, it'll be late night. And you know what? I like late night, especially this time of year. I can have the balcony door open. You might have heard some background noise. I can have the balcony door open. It's nice and calm and quiet at this time of night. It's beautiful. In a couple of months, I'll have to have that uh, door closed because it'll be literally freezing outside. But that's okay. That's okay. Late night truth lounge. Yeah, if you guys like the idea, let me know in the conversation below. We can do this more often. And I can get more uh, structure. In fact, I've been thinking about getting some segments as well, like coming with some planned segments. I've thought about it. Basically, a, a general, broad, wide-ranging uh, show with me, the host, and then whoever else wants to join me, like live. We can take uh, live participants if they want. I'll read out the comments. I'll read out the comments that were left on the previous episode, plus the live stream comments. And I might even play... Now, let's go and take a look at this. You can leave a voicemail for johnlebond.com. Very easy. Costs you nothing. Costs me about 20 bucks a month for this service, but that's no big deal. You just go to this thing and you press start recording and then it gets sent to me. And it's all handled by that, that service. So this is embedded on johnthebond.com. But as you can see here, like I'll zoom out for you. There you go. Like this is johnthebond.com, okay, with the cool banner at the top and all the different content that's available, all the credits. Yeah, yeah, boy. And then down here where it says leave a message, it's really simple, right? 
And what I might do is I'll start playing these. If you leave a voicemail, I'll play it on next week's Late Night Truth Lounge. So for example, I'll just show you how this works for those of you who are watching. Watch this. It says start recording. So you press the button. Need access to your microphone. Okay. Enable microphone. That's no big deal. The service is called SpeakPipe, by the way. Yes, we allow them to use my USB microphone. Okay, so it says... Oh, it says we're recording right now. So, uh, hey, JLB, I was listening to your latest uh, Late Night Truth Lounge, and uh, I thought it was good, but you didn't spend enough time talking about Boogeyman and Fakeologist. I want to hear more about those guys. Boogeyman, Fakeologist, Fast Failures, Simon Shack, Linda Curtis. I want to hear more about them. But apart from that, I thought it was a great show, and I look forward to seeing this become a regular. The Late Night Truth Lounge with John the Bond. Very nice. Right? Then you press Stop. Then you put your name in or your email. That's optional. Then you press send, right? Then it sends it to me. And if you're self-conscious about your recording, it even lets you play your recording before you press send, right? So check this out. USB microphone. Okay, so it says... Oh, it says we're recording right now. So, uh, hey, JLB, I was listening to your latest uh, Late Night Truth Lounge, and uh, I thought it was good, but you didn't spend enough time talking about Boogeyman and Fakeologist. I want to hear okay, more so about you guys get the idea. Then if you don't like it, you can press reset, record again. And if you do like it, you can press send. And it doesn't cost you anything. And you can record 100 of those. It doesn't cost me any more. I just pay a monthly flat amount. So we might get your recordings involved for the Late Night Truth Lounge if you guys are interested. Again, all the information about this show and where it might go, the future of this thing, if you guys want to support it, if you guys think it's worthwhile, if you'll come and leave your comments and be interactive and make this a worthwhile use of my Sunday evenings, I'm happy to do it. More than happy, folks. If you guys are interested, let me know in the show notes below. Let me know in the comments below, I should say, and more information in the show notes below. All right, guys, I can't keep reading your comments. There's too many. I want to move on to the next thing. Now, the next thing is this conversation that I had with Ethan Nash back in July. And uh, probably because we're already over time now. What are we? What are we up to? Already over now. Okay, so I was going to play a few minutes from this, but we don't really have the, the time. Other than for me to say, this, like all the other Bombersations, is now available at Bombersations.com. This is episode number 33. This is a dude who I've known in real life since 2014. 2014, that's nine years now. And when we first met, it was through the context of the so-called truth movement. We met in real life at an activist event in Brisbane, shall we say. And I had just become aware of media fakery and there's people who were doing live shows on the internet or making videos on the internet exposing the fakery. And I wanted to get involved. But I wanted to do a show with somebody else on the panel because my favorite shows at that time all had a panel. It wasn't just one guy talking. So I wanted to find someone else to do a show with. So I went to a few of these activist uh, meetups trying to find someone who had some idea of what was going on, found Ethan, and then the two of us... I started podcasting with Lindsay the Silver Fox, so I founded a different real-life meetup. And we've all known each other in real life since then. And since then, Ethan has gone on to bigger and better things. And uh, he was one of his articles was published in what's called New Dawn magazine in Australia. And it was a feature piece that was published where he goes through step-by-step step, this idea that Brave New World, this book that was written supposedly 100 years ago, maybe it wasn't about a fictitious future, Maybe it was about something a bit more real than that. But maybe it wasn't about a real future either. Maybe it was about a real present. And maybe not just the real present, but what's been happening in real life going back to the thirties and early, the 1930s and earlier. What if Brave New World isn't some abstract thing, but it's kind of telling us what's happening today and why in ways that most people don't realize. They don't realize, hey, he's talking about what happens today. He just uses different words for it and makes it seem 
like science fiction, but actually it's what happens to children today. Maybe there's a reason why every generation seems to be getting dumber and more dependent on the system than the previous generation. Ethan goes into great detail about that in his article in New Dawn magazine and in that conversation available to you right now at conversations.com. Okay, now this one. This is Janice Barcelo. This is from Bombersations number 32. Again, available for free at bombersations.com. This topic of what they call birth trauma, very dark stuff. And if you're new to the truth scene, I wouldn't recommend you go and look into this. In fact, even if you've been here for a long time, unless you're an expecting parent, I wouldn't recommend you go and look at this. And even if you are an expecting parent, unless you genuinely plan to do your own research and then act independently, even if that means going against the establishment, even if that means standing up to the men in the white coats, unless you're that kind of person, you might be better off not knowing about some of the stuff that Janice talks about. But then again, that's just my personal opinion. Maybe everybody would be better off knowing about all of this. So with that being the case, let me go and find... Let me come back. Let's have a look here. If I just go to my little pre-prepared notes here, yes. Just bear with me, folks. We'll get there. So You're this, about to listen. Okay, so this is Janice Barcelo. Let me just scroll through to about the 35-minute mark. Bear with me. And a minute CNN clip, but I'm just going to edit in just a few minutes so the audience can hear what these guys said. Before I do, though, so this is a clip that I found because I went through Janice's book. I have a copy of her book and there's one chapter in particular where I wanted to make sure I go through every single footnote and reference that she that uh, Janice provides so I went through them and of course they check out and one of the references that she has for one of the claims that she makes in her book is to a clip originally from CNN but now available on YouTube this idea that so-called ultrasound might be harmful for the baby that sounds crazy right well, it wasn't crazy 30 years ago. It wasn't crazy 30 years ago. It was something that they would even publish on the mainstream. You don't hear about it much these days, do you? And they don't seem to do many studies about this stuff. Either. You can go looking for contemporary studies on ultrasound, especially if you're looking specifically from, say, United States or England or Australia, right? You'd be amazed how little available there is when it comes to what happens if we take a bunch of babies... And we ultrasound them in the womb and a bunch of babies who we don't. Good luck trying to find and, and see if there's any difference. Good luck trying to find a study like that. Good luck. Uh, what you will find... Well, you know what? Enough from me. You can listen to that whole conversation if you want to. But here's just a short clip where I play the clip from CNN. Take a look at this. Do you remember the clip I'm talking about? The CNN clip? This is from... Oh, yeah. And I've quoted it extensively in my book. Yes, it's a very important video. Yeah. So these were experts... And this was on the mainstream media back in the 1980s. Now, they didn't say in this clip that this radiation is going to harm the babies or cause uh, genetic defects. They didn't go that far. In fact, they didn't even say that they recommend that nobody gets ultrasounds. But what they did say was that they had some concerns. And this was back in the 1980s. Because CNN was only uh, launched, I think, in 1980. So at the time, it was still a new uh, news network. And yeah, this was 40 years old. Mentioned that he overused. One exposure to ultrasound has the same, produces the same damage as 250 x rays. These are people that knew very well 
that the technology was causing harm. Some scientists and government officials are concerned that it may be dangerous. So what we're playing now is, so this is in that Bombersation that I just mentioned, available to you for free at Bombersations.com. During this episode, Janice and I discussed one of the clips that she references in her book. So then during the, like, for the Bombersation, when I was sitting there in what I call post, in other words, I've got the recording done, now I just have to sit there and edit it and get rid of the dead air and make it all sound nice and insert any audio clips I have to insert. This is an example of that. I insert the clip for the listener. In case you don't believe me or Janice, which you shouldn't necessarily believe us, this is a clip that was played on CNN Take, back in back in the late 80s, I think this was played on CNN, thereabouts. So we're talking a long time ago here, folks. Listen to this. For the long term. They fear ultrasound is grossly overused on pregnant women, may harm the fetus, and should be limited until they find out whether their suspicions are true. Here's what they say may be the problem. Genetic damage to the fetus that could persist for generations, possibly cancer, and subtle birth defects that might not show up for years. But potentially it can produce damage to the genetic material, and some of these early studies are suggesting that there is in fact damage induced by diagnostic levels of ultrasound in human and uh, little rodent cells. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So our concern is growing. Now that's just part of it. That clip goes on for another couple of minutes. One of the key things to understand is that the the so-called ultrasound, which is radiation, they admit it, that it's, oh, it's, it's non-ionizing radiation. It's non-ionizing. So it, that's much safer than ionizing radiation. It's non-ionizing. Yeah, okay, even if it's safer than so-called ionizing. Let's just say that's true. Do you know what type of radiation is going on in your microwave? Your microwave oven, as you guys call them. So suppose you decide you want to eat some chicken tendies. So you go and heat them up in your microwave oven. So you put these these uh, organic things, or some, I mean, chicken tendies, you put these solid things that are supposedly meat, you put it into the microwave, and it comes out warm. You know, it's from non-ionizing radiation. So just because it's non-ionizing, so-called, doesn't mean that it doesn't affect the tissue it goes through. It doesn't work that way. No. It does affect the tissue it goes through. At least it can. And what these people are saying back in the 80s is that the amounts of this radiation so-called ultrasound that is being used for pregnant mums to look at the baby. We think it can cause damage. That's what our studies have shown. Here's the thing. The, the, the devices that they use now for so-called ultrasound, depending on which official source you go to, not conspiracy, but official source, depending on which official source you go to, the devices being used now could be 10 times, 100 times. I saw one source that suggested even 1,000 times more powerful. Do you see a problem here, folks? Goodness gracious me. So that conversation, just like all the others, is available at bombersations.com. Go and check it out. Let's go and take a look at the comments. I always go way over time on these. How many people are watching right now? Am I still on? Yeah, we've got about 30 people from all around the world. I'm glad you guys could all make it out. I will try and give you more warning for the next one. All righty, let's see. Boogeyman says that... So Boogeyman is in the live stream chat right now. He says, Tim Truth is based. It was great to see him leave the call with Ab the other day. No tolerance for delusional cult members. Hmm, interesting. Very interesting. Chris Kinghorn says, Hello, JLB. Glad to see you are well. Yes, I am doing very well here in lovely Plovdiv, Bulgaria. I got back four weeks ago. I'd been away in Germany and then France and then Germany again for about... How long? Let me think, six weeks? Something like that. 
And uh, it was quite a holiday, quite a European summer, I must say. But it's good to be back in beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria. I've got an apartment all to myself. And it's peaceful and it's quiet. And if I want to wake up at 3pm in the afternoon, if I want to do that, for argument's sake, I can do that. And there's no noise. If I want to do anything, I can do it and, and not worry that I might get in somebody's way or whatever. And uh, yeah, I kind of missed kind of missed my own space. I know some of you guys, you you live with your girlfriend or with your wife or with your kids, whatever. You're used to having people around. And that's cool. It's cool to have people. Don't get me wrong. But if you're used to having a place that's just for you and then you don't have that for like six weeks, even though the people you're hanging out with are cool and they're the, you couldn't ask for a better bunch of people to hang out with, that's not the issue. The issue is having your own space. For me, it's uh, priceless. It is priceless. See, I've been back for four weeks in my own little space. I was afraid the weather would get bad by now because the winters here really are brutal, guys. I can't stand them. But actually, it's been lovely. And the forecast for the next week is for lovely weather. And the local, some of the locals are telling me because the summer didn't really start till late this year, it probably won't. Like the warm weather won't disappear probably until the end of October. And I'm like, very nice. So one more month of good weather and I'll be a very happy person. And what else is going on? Mm, not too much. JohnTheBond.com is still going well. It's basically, how do I explain this to you? Like the website is doing just as well now as it was a year ago, two years ago. It really spiked in 2020 for reasons you guys can probably imagine. In the middle of 2020, it spiked big time because there were all these people who were like, what the hell's going on? And, and for a lot of people, it's kind of like for the first time in a long time, they're like, I want to talk to other people who know that this is crazy, right? So they would join websites like John LeBon or Discords like Infinite Plane Society, this kind of thing. All of a sudden, people who normally don't really feel the need to express themselves, middle of 2020, they were like, actually, I do need to talk to someone because I think they're lying. I think the TV is lying to us. And we were like, yep, yep, that's what they do. Come and chat with us. We know about the TV liars. And we like to talk about them sometimes, especially in 2020. So yeah, the website did peak in 2020. But since then, yeah, pretty much same old, same old. No dramas, no complaints at all. And uh, what I mean, Bulgaria itself, no big news to report. Um, there's two There's two prime ministers at the moment. One's a boy, one's a girl. And I think the boy, they're like doing a, a um, some kind of thing where like the guy takes over for the first bit and then the girl, she's going to take over later, apparently. Some kind of... Uh, agreement between two different parties and they formed a coalition I, honestly I don't even know for all I know the girl could have taken over last week that's how little I know about uh, Bulgarian politics and I did try and follow like when I first got here I tried to follow the politics but they have an election like every 6 or 12 months here and in every election there's some new party that's doing well and I'm just like you know what I don't care I mean I, I do care but I don't care enough to try and make sense of it all so but I think Bulgaria is doing well from what I can tell everyone here seems normal so yeah website's good I'm good Bulgaria's good what else that's all I got that's all I got so let me know in the live stream chat what you think about all of that yeah yeah boy okay Boogeyman says that Hoi Poloi claims that Brian Stavely is a sim mm-hmm this is really inside baseball like 80% of you listening to this are like who the hell is Brian Stavely or who the hell is Hoi Poloi? Those of you who do know who those guys are, you, that means that you know about inside baseball. You know about the meta elements of the so-called truth movement. If that's the case, you're going to love my chat with Boogeyman. Like I said, we get very inside baseball. Yes, indeed. 
Okay, people are talking about Chris Kendall now. Uh, there's lots of people talking about Tim Truth and Chris Kendall. This is very inside baseball, this live chat. Cubstar says, Globe Earth argument goes around in circles. The Flat Earth argument is going nowhere. Okay, so I don't know if this is meant to be like a, uh, a double entendre or a play on words, but... Um, So anyway, he says the globe earth argument goes around in circles, right? Which you think, oh, they're going around in circles, they're getting nowhere, right? But also, the, you know, in the official story, you can go around, like you had a decent plane or a few pit stops, fuel stops along the way, you could pretty much fly around the earth, like, you know, you get the idea. So he's saying that the globe earth argument goes around in circles. And then he says the flat earth argument is going nowhere, now, that can be interpreted as, hey, we ain't going nowhere. In other words, we're here to stay. We, we mean business, right? We're the real deal. But also, you can use the expression going nowhere to mean that someone's not achieving anything. Like, they're going nowhere. Those people who said they were going to bring down NASA, you know they're going nowhere, right? Like, they're not going to achieve. So, I don't know if Cubstar has... In- if Cubstar, if, that, if you did that intentionally just now, that is very amusing. On the other hand... If when you wrote the flat earth argument is going nowhere and you meant that to be understood as in opposition to the globe earth argument. Now, I'm sure you meant that as a joke, right? I'm sure you did. You must have. Please tell me you you meant that as a joke. Okay, anyway, next. Deep Thinking says, why do you think Antarctica looks like a human brain? I don't know. You tell me. Auntie Meg says, about what time does the sun go down this time of year in Plotiv? Auntie Meg, good to hear from you in the live stream chat. I don't think we hear from you very often. That is terrific. Auntie Meg wants to know what time does the sun go down. This time of year, uh, let me see, I got to the cafe today about five, and then I noticed it was dark. Okay, what time does the sun go down? So it starts getting dark, yeah, like maybe around six. I don't know when the official sunset is, but it's like nighttime by, I would say, I would say maybe 7.30 or 8.00. So I know that's not a very specific answer for you, but the point is we still, you know, we still have a decent length of day. And then what will happen is by the middle of winter, it'll get to the stage where there's like, maybe the sun's up by nine, but then it's back down by like around five. At once, like at the worst, you know, sort of late December, it gets, it gets bad. Which, by the way, wouldn't really bother me so long as the sun still came out a couple times a week. Right? That's all I really need is just a couple of days a week of sun to go out and recharge. Even if it's cold, I don't really care. It's not as long as it, I mean, I do care, but it's not the be all end all. The problem is in the bad months here, the bad weather, it can become overcast for literally, okay, I mean this as in genuinely, as in seriously, a week, two weeks in a row, three weeks even. And that's, I can't handle that. I can't handle it. I can't handle it. It would be one thing if it did that and you're in a tropical area where it's still warm. Okay, there's no sun, but it's warm. Okay. But when it's cold and there's no sun and most of the architecture is Soviet-style, brutalist, concrete, jungle, half of it looks like it's falling down as well. It's um, And you're just walking around with no sun. It's... Um, it's pretty bad, man. And then it'd be okay if the, if the city was at least interesting. I live in a very small city, okay, and the people here in the summertime, they all go, like today, for instance, it was nice weather. 
when I go to the cafe, the outdoor area was packed. There weren't any seats there. Doesn't bother me. I usually go inside, right? And sit near the window and I've got my little spot there that in wintertime, everyone sits there. But in nice weather, everyone wants to sit outside. So I pretty much get that same spot every day. Anyway, so I get there. The place is packed because people are getting in the last you know, few weeks of outdoor energy. When the weather's good, they love going outside. They do it as much as they can. They're outside people. But in the colder weather, you don't see these people at all. The, like even on nights where it's not snowing and it's whatever, and the party area or the, you know, the, what do you call it? Sort of the restaurant and drinking part of the city. There's a name for it. It's called Kapana District, like the entertainment. There we go. That's what I'm looking for. The entertainment district. Even though those people, they will still open their insides of their uh, bars or whatever. They'll put heaters on the outside and everything. Like they'll make it so that you can still go and they still want customers to come. Now, in winter, there's barely any action. Because people here, just, like there's some, but really not much. Because people here in the winter, they're like, um, you know, hibernating. Yeah? They hibernate. Or if they do socialize, it'll be at little house parties. Right, they'll invite their friends over for a little gathering or whatever, which, yeah, okay, that's that's whatever. But in terms of just going out and, and uh, getting getting lost in the uh, the atmosphere, no, that's only in warm weather. In the winter, forget about it. And then, even if you have, like, little places you can go or regular faces that you can see, okay, great, but the the lack of energy, man, it's infectious. And so, yeah, it's just the winters here are... Uh, pretty full on if you're not if you're not used to them if you're not expecting them but once you've been here for a couple of years you sort of you feel like yeah I'll be alright I'll be alright this winter I'll be fine that's what you tell yourself but secretly in the back of your mind you're like oh am I going to survive this winter mentally psychologically spiritually am I going to survive I'm not uh, I'm not too sure but I'm optimistic folks I like to be optimistic yeah yeah boy so Auntie Meg thank you very much for the question so, Merit says, yes, Sunday evenings would be nice. Well, yeah, so my Sunday evening, like I said, I could start between 10, 12, 1 o'clock, whatever. So we're looking at a, sometime in the afternoon for people on the US East Coast. And also sometime in the early morning for people on the Australian East Coast. So it'll be the late night truth lounge for me, and it'll be the mid-afternoon truth lounge for Americans, and it'll be the early morning, the... Early morning, Monday morning, uh, truth lounge for uh, our Australian brothers and sisters. Yeah, yeah, boy. Nathan Oakley is in the chat. He says 33 people watching. You know, Nathan, I when you popped into the live stream a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned that even if you and I disagree on the shape of the earth, what I do respect about you is that you go on camera and you, whatever you believe, you defend it, right? You, you're not just saying this stuff for the hell of it and there's no repercussion. You say that you believe X, Y, or Z. People can come onto your show and then you will defend what you believe. Now, some people say that you censor or shout down your uh, critics or whatever. That's what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is I think you're genuine in what you're saying. You're not just saying it for the hell of it. You actually believe it and you go out and defend your opinions and you even go on camera to do it. Like You're serious about it. I respect that. There's a lot of people in this scene, man. I They say stuff and I'm not really sure they believe what they're saying. They, I don't think they would defend it. Like if someone called them out and said, hold on, what, that thing you just said, do you actually believe that? They're probably not going to defend it actually. It's just they get into these habits of saying these you know, attention-grabbing things or whatever 
And but it's the way that they, they say it with complete confidence. But if the moment that someone says, Hold on, did you just say and they'll be like, Oh no, that's not really my opinion, or I never, you know what I'm trying to say? Whereas with you, if you say you think the earth is flat, I think you actually believe that. And I respect that. You actually believe the things that you're saying. Because there's a surprising number of people in this scene, including some content creators I've come to realize, they say stuff that they would never defend. Now, why are they saying it? And that's a different question. All righty. Linda Curtis says the winter blues are a thing. You have to absorb all the sun you can get in winter. Yeah, that's right. That is right. Absolutely. And that's why I'm saying it. Just a couple of days a week of sun is enough. I mean, it's not ideal, but I'll, I'll survive. The issue is when you go a couple of weeks without any sun and you're surrounded by these gray buildings, most of them look like they were built 70 years ago and are falling apart. And you're looking around and it's freezing and everyone, no, no one's smiling. And you're thinking to yourself, what am I doing here? Um, you know, you're thinking to yourself in your mind, you're like, you're looking up at the sky and there's going to be no sunlight today. And you're thinking to yourself, this has been two weeks, man. This has been two weeks of no sun. What are you doing here? And then you think to yourself, well, the cost of living is low here and I can follow my passion of independent research and content creation, which I couldn't afford to do if I was living in a high cost of living country. Right? Or worse to those effect. And then you say to yourself, yeah, but what are you doing here, man? Like, what are you doing here? You know, you start to get these internal conversations that just go around in circles. You feel like you've had the same conversation a hundred times because you probably have. You know what I'm trying to say? And then as you get towards your, your apartment to scan the little fob so the security door opens, you notice that your hands are freezing cold again. Oh, because that hand was the one carrying the groceries. So the other hand is warm, but you use the cold hand to try and open the door to get in, the security door, and you, can't, you can barely move your fingers. And you're thinking to yourself, I need to buy a new pair of gloves. You know what I'm trying to say? And you think to yourself, nah, you left the other gloves at this other guy's house. Just go and get them. And then you think to yourself, nah, I'm too lazy. I'll just buy some new gloves. And then you think to yourself, I've had this conversation a hundred times as well, haven't I? And you start to think to yourself, how many of these conversations have I already had with myself dozens, if not hundreds of times? How many of them? I feel like I'm stuck on a loop. You know what I'm trying to say? Just the same internal conversations. Including, what are you doing here, man? Hey, Plot is awesome. Stop criticizing it. No, I'm not criticizing it. I'm criticizing you. What are you doing here, man? What's the point of being here? You don't have to be here, you know. I think I've had that conversation a thousand times. And now I'm sharing it with you lovely people all around the world here at the JLB Late Night Truth Lounge. Yeah, yeah, boy. Okay, there was one more thing that I had to do other than read out your live stream comments, and that was go and take a look at the comments that were left on the live stream a couple of weeks ago. So let's go and find that right now, shall we? Okay, it was called, Why Don't More People Speak the Truth? Ooh, that's a controversial question. But I do speak the truth, JLB. Oh, yeah, where? You, you know, in the live stream comments? Oh, yeah, how about, like, do you use your YouTube channel to tell the truth? No. Why not? Oh, i just too busy. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough, we're all busy these days. We're all busy. You know what I think? I think most people are better off not telling the world what they believe about this stuff. Now, this episode was two and a half hours long. In these episodes, what I do is the next day, because it takes YouTube like 12 hours to process these videos for some reason, but they almost always do eventually process them. And then I take that file, I rip it from YouTube to my computer. Then I rip that from MP4 to MP3. 
Then I take that MP3 and I edit out the dead air or the technical stuff at the beginning. I edit out the dead air at the end. I edit out any dead air during the show as well. If there's any order that needs to be balanced, I balance it. Then I render it. Then I upload it as an MP3 that you can stream or download on delay. And I do that for all of these live streams. And I've been doing that for a long time. So you can either watch live on YouTube. You can watch on delay on YouTube. Or you can listen on delay via stream or download through Podbean, actually. And then I put links to these shows in the show notes of each stream. And I put a postage on thebond.com. So if you want to hear more of my material, it's all made very straightforward for you. Johnthebond.com is the best place to start. And if you subscribe to this channel, this YouTube channel, then you'll get those notifications or whatever they're called. And uh, make sure in the mailing list, I'll let you know in the future. I'll try and use that more often. And the point is, all of my content is then centralized at johnthebond.com. And I pay different podcast hosts and I pay different video hosts as well to make sure everything's redundant. Nothing is dependent on YouTube or uh, other places. So I, I put some money into this and I put a lot of effort into making sure that everything is available. So there's no, oh, I, I say something and then in two years I change my mind and pretend it never happens. No, it's documented at one place, johnthebond.com. This stuff is all documented. I care enough about this stuff to, like I said, turn it into an MP3 tomorrow. And that's what I'll do. And so uh, you can also follow this stuff on Podbean as well, which I'm not going to try and tell you how to do that because I don't really know. But if you have the Podbean app, you can actually subscribe to this. In fact, you can subscribe to my Podbean on Spotify, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But see, here's the thing. I don't use any podcast apps. I don't use, like, whatever you guys all use to, like, have, you know, the podcast automatically turn up on your, on your phone or your whatever. Those things, I don't have those. I never use those. Everything I listen to, I download it. And then I put it onto my phone and I go and listen to it as I go for a walk. Yeah, that's how I've done it. Now, I know that's a lot of extra steps and effort and like, you know, stuff that, man, what a waste of time. I get it. But that's how I do it. And one of the advantages of doing it that way is all of these streams, you can listen to them as MP3s because I release them as MP3s the next day. And so I hope you guys... Uh, Hope you guys who like think this is just a live stream or whatever, you understand like that. You can listen as a podcast. Like I said, through your uh, podcast player, Spotify, whatever. Yeah, yeah, boy. All right, enough about all of that. Oh, what? 35 comments were left on the last one? I didn't know. Was that me? What the hell? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Oh, okay. Well, it's more like 20 comments and then one person left. Quite a few of their own. I don't think we have time for all of this. What are we up to already? Um, an hour 40. No, that's too many. Here's what we're going to do, folks. I want to come back for another episode of the Late Night Truth Lounge. If you guys want me to, next week. Okay, Sunday, next week, I'll be back. And we will do the Late Night Truth Lounge. And I'll read out your comments, live stream. I'll read out your comments from this other stream from a couple of weeks ago. I'll read out your comments from this stream that I'm doing right now. If you're listening on delay, you can leave your comments on the YouTube or at johnthebond.com. I will, uh, I'll come back in a week and I will read out all of those comments and I'll come back with a few more little clips that I want to play. Bear in mind, of course, that the clips I played earlier were from Bondversations that are available right now at bondversations.com, stream or download available. And uh, yes, yeah, so I'm going to read a few more comments from this stream then I'm going to wrap it up so guys get your final thoughts coming through. You've got to forgive me, it's, uh, what are we now? 12.30 in the morning. And, uh, Yes, I am starting to feel a little bit spaced out. I'm starting to feel like I might have accidentally ingested a space cake. But I would never do such a thing. 
But if I had have done such a thing about an hour ago, it'd be hitting me right now, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, boy, shit, mate. Shit, where was I? Oh, yes, the live stream comments. Okay, so let's go back to this. So that's johnthebond.com. And that's also johnthebond.com. And I was mentioning, by the way, folks, you can go and leave your voicemail message for free. doesn't cost you a cent. And you can leave as many as you want. I just have to pay a monthly amount. So don't think, oh, I've really left a five-minute comment. I'm going to cost... No, it doesn't cost me any... Like, just leave comments, dude. So I've already paid the monthly amount. So this is my tweet that I sent out about JLB's late night... Guys, what do you think of the banner, by the way? I have to say, that is very nicely done. Look at that banner. Mm Mm-mm. JLB's Late Night Truth Lounge from 10.30 p.m. Plovdiv, which is 3.30 p.m. U.S. Eastern. Might be a bit later next week. Or earlier, guys. I don't know. Make sure on the JLB mailing list, and I will try my best, folks, to remember to send out an email uh, before next episode. I'll try my best. All right, all the conversations. Yes, many conversations over at bondversations.com. Go and check them out, folks. Boys, in fact, let's take a look at the episodes, folks. There are a lot of episodes. My goodness gracious me. This year alone, we've had Lynn Ertel, who is known from InfantPlanetSociety.com. Learn of the Jesuit Order used to be one of the big-time OGs of the nuke fakes back in uh, 2015, 16. And a genuinely funny dude. Maria, the lovely Greek lady who... She's open-minded, but she's not sure about this history hoax thing, but she's open-minded. Peter Wright and Alan Mercer, two men living in Canada, spoke to those guys. Uh, Peter Wright and Alan Mercer, go and check those out. The thing is, I spent six months in South Africa when I was like 21 or 22. And so when I got to chat with Peter Wright about uh, his experiences in what was then known as Rhodesia, Zimbabwe, and some of the things that he was telling me about, because he was in Zimbabwe, but then he was also, he spent a few years in South Africa as well for work. And then he ended up in Canada. And so hearing people who have lived in different parts of the world tend to have a different perspective on certain interactions, shall we say, in in the way that people are. And um, I'll just leave it at that. But yeah, that that was a really cool episode. Probably for most people into like conspiracies and stuff, they're not going to enjoy the episode as much as others because, I mean, he knows about the corona hoax, but that's about... Like, he's not into all the, the science hoaxes and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, if you're into this idea that traveling the world and living, like, actually living in different places and among different people, truly different people, gives you a different take on them, then... And, and that's not even his thing. Like, he's not about that. But just once I found out he was... Like, once I knew his backstory, because I listened to the, his podcasts, a few of them... Uh, leading up to my interview with him. And then I got to know him better. And I was like, I can't wait to ask him about this thing. And I did. And yeah, that was a good chat. Tim Osman made his second appearance. That was back in March. So you can go and check that one out. Now, last year, we only had four episodes. One with the guys from Epic Cash, which is one of these cryptocurrencies that the creators believe is one day going to uh, take over Bitcoin, which sounds crazy. And I think almost certainly is just... Uh, it's probably not going to happen, let's be honest. However, at least these guys with their crypto, because there's all these shit coins out there, isn't there? Let's be honest. There's thousands, if not tens of thousands of shit coins out there. This could very well be a shit coin. How would you know? One thing I'll give them credit for is that they limited supply of their coin to 21 million, same as Bitcoin, 21 million. And so that way, whatever the value of one of their so-called Epic Cash units is, say it's $1. You know there's only 21 million of those out there. Whereas some of these shitcoins, there is either no limit to the supply or it's some gigantic amount, like 
hundreds of millions, billions, trillions, whatever, these guys at least keep theirs to 21 million. So I'll give them credit for that. But uh, would I suggest that you go and invest in any crypto asset? It probably would not, if I'm being honest with you. But very interesting chat, nonetheless. Jamatran at 85. So if you're into this idea that the sports uh, can be, shall we say, analyzed through the prism of Jamatria, if you like that idea, this guy's your dude. But he doesn't just do sports, he does current events and historic events and all kinds of things. So that, And that was a super sinky chat because I chatted with him and the numbers and the timing that he and I couldn't have, like I know that he and I didn't try and uh, quote unquote conspire to make them turn out the way they did. It was pretty full on. So if you're into sync into um, you know these coincidences at all, go and check that one out. Mark Dukarski from Peace of Mindful, very well-spoken dude who has lived quite a life. He runs Peace of Mindful, the, the blog. But people don't really do much blogging these days, do they? No, then General Maddie's from Australia. Always a cool dude. I've met him in real life. Very cool dude. In fact, the guy before him on episode 21, Hando from Estonia, I've met him in real life as well. Anaconda Malt Liquor from the uh, early days of the so-called truth movement. Gamer Kirk, you wouldn't have heard of him before, but unique guy with some really out there takes on things. Certainly entertaining, if nothing else. Hiram Jones, who most of you wouldn't, I wouldn't think that you'd heard of him before. But if you're into thoughtful, calm consideration of whatever the topic is, just let's think about that. And, you know, if you're into this uh, more, you know, because some people think that the so-called treatment is very abrasive, and it can be. You know, this, this place is not for people with uh, thin skins. There's just too many piranhas out there. These little fish just looking for something to nibble on, you know what I mean? And there's just too many of them in this scene. And they're not paid shields, they're not evil, they're not uh, possessed. They're just negative, toxic people, you know. And even the ones who are not negative and toxic, they're often very passionate. And if they're passionately in disagreement, you know, then tempers flare and things can get very heated, can't they? Let's be real. But if you're into just more calm, considered uh, interactions about some of these topics, then this guy is definitely a man, one of the most shield out dudes I've ever spoken to. All right. Before that, we spoke with fakeologists. Before that, Jack Senpei about the sports fakery. Of course, the NFL season is, is back in full swing, isn't it? So if you're into NFL fakery, he's your man. QWERTY CODA, who, if you're into Reddit, that guy's your dude. Those of you who are not into Reddit, I, I understand that, but it's very strange to me. Reddit is quite a, quite a resource, has been for a long time. Tom Parnett was a guest. Can you believe that? The guy who went viral with his video where he said, you can't catch a virus. Now, why do I say you can't catch a virus? Remember that guy? Turns out he's super knowledgeable. Super knowledgeable about a range of topics. So definitely worth checking that one out. Before that was Tim Osmond's first appearance. Of course, he's been at JohnTheBond.com quite a few times. Media Bear, the guys who put together those uh, parody songs from the, from the Scamdemic, like they guided us with PSYOPs, you know. If you know, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, I got to speak to both, because that's a team, that's a trio. I got to speak to both the husband, the wife, not their uh, music partner. It's their friend who does, who actually does the music. Media Bear are the ones who do the lyrics and the videos, for the most part. But I got to speak to both of them. That was terrific. That was shortly after they'd been on Alex Jones. Can you believe that? They were on Alex Jones, these guys. Now, I know some of you are like, oh, well, if they were on Alex Jones, that means they're shit. Okay, yeah, I... I know, people think that uh, Verbal Gambit was on the show, the lovely Canadian slash Russian fellow. Then Boogeyman before that. Boogeyman. Uh, Dave J was on the show. Human Vibration. A's Black Pill Radio. Roy West, known for his nuke hoax material. Chris Spiracy. 
Angus McGregor, Lindsay the Silver Fox, the guy I first started doing this stuff with, and Marcus Allen have all been on Bombversations. And you can listen to all of those right now over at bombversations.com. Okay, I played some clips from different uh, episodes of recent Bombversations, and then I said I would come and read a few more of your comments. So let's do that, and then we'll uh, wrap this one up. I'm feeling very spaced out for some reason, for some unknown reason. Very strange stuff. Alrighty then. So, Merritt says, Flat Earth is preoccupied with religious memes and it hurts the dissemination to open minds. Flat Earth is preoccupied with religious memes and it hurts the dissemination to open minds. Bro, I haven't followed Flat Earth for so long. And people, when they hear me say this, I understand it's going to piss a lot of people off. But it is the facts and you can I've got the documents, folks. Here's what actually happened. 2015 came along. I hosted the first weekly show talking to Flat Earthers. It was called the Baller Skeptic Roundtable. David Weiss, who is still a Flat Earther to this day, and a pretty successful one from what I can tell, he was on the panel. In fact, it was, it was partly his idea. Like, I had started doing these regular shows, but it didn't have a name and it wasn't an official weekly show. Doing all of that was actually David Weiss's idea. Got to give him credit. I've, let me try and say that again. I've got to give him credit. Yes, thank you. Got to give him credit for that part. It was largely his idea, at least the the format in terms of going to weekly whatever I hadn't thought of that I was just chatting with um, different people for like a let's call it the Sunday sessions actually and this guy called Matrix Decode used to call in and then he he, I always liked the guy there's something about the British accent just makes me like people more I don't know why it is but I find them if you start talking to me with a British accent with a genuine British accent I'm probably going to find you more amusing in a good way more likable and more intelligent. Seriously, I'm a sucker for the English accent. I don't know why. And anyway, this uh, lovely English chap starts calling and he wants to talk about Flat Earth. And he seems really peaceful, chilled out, and he's just investigating Flat Earth. You know, um, hold on, let me go and fix up this. Where was I? Ah, yes, the Late Night Truth Lounge. Yeah, so, you know, he, he seems like he actually is trying to get to the bottom of it. So he and I were doing regular shows, but they weren't a fixture every week. When I say regular, I just mean it was, he was calling in almost every week for a different thing I was doing. But yeah, David Weiss comes on, he's like, you know what, that show is a good format. Why don't we make this a weekly thing, whatever? And then I was like, okay, we'll call it the Ball Skeptic the Ground Table. And that's how Matrix and I and David started that show. That was in 2015, folks, back when Flat Earth was fun. Yes, it was. Because you could still look at the different arguments of Flat Earth and say, okay, well, this one is a bullshit argument. Let me explain why, right? And you could just go through the list. And at first... People were cool with it. It started off that way. And uh, and then anyway, yeah, so we did 12 episodes of that show, The Ball Skeptic Roundtable, which you can still get access to at johnthebond.com. Go and check it out, johnthebond.com, although that is just for members. Although I've checked this. If you search on YouTube, you can find the original, um, like, we did a show on YouTube, right? And they'd always be public until YouTube kiboshed my old channel, and I just haven't re-uploaded those episodes to my YouTube, and I probably won't. But other people have. You can still find those if you search on YouTube. I think you'll find. But if you can't find them, just johnlebond.com and I've got copies of everything. It's a wonderful thing. Yeah, so anyway, so we did that show and then I had to start. I mean, it was crazy to me that a lot of the obviously bad arguments of Flat Earth, people were parroting them. I'm like, what are you talking about? So I released uh, no less than 50 videos, one after another, you know, critiquing, analyzing, debunking. In some cases, mocking Flat Earth. I'll be honest, I did mock them. 
I did. And they mocked me too. It was all in good fun, you would think. And that was back in 2016. And so to be sitting here now, who was I talking to? I think I was talking to, to Merritt. To be sitting here now, bro, and it's 2023. And for some people, they weren't here during all of that. And they don't have, like, that was, what I'm talking about is, is uh, you know, it might as well be a dream, a fantasy. Like, it's, it's not part of your reality. And it's, you don't have access to that. And, and a lot of you guys listening right now, you don't have access to all of that because, and by access, I mean mental access. Like, it's not part of your uh, framework. And so we're looking at these things very differently. I know what happened back in 2015 because I was there. I was there and I was talking to these people on and off the record. And so, yeah, it's kind of, it's a little bit disappointing for me that people are still, they, they don't seem to realize what's happened here and how they've been taken advantage of and how this so-called flat earth theory, how it doesn't work, it fundamentally doesn't work. And people can teach you all the rhetorical tricks to get around that. Oh, no, that's a, that's a something for us. No, whatever. The facts are that there are flights that exist in the so-called Southern Hemisphere that completely destroy flat Earth. And back in 2015, people admitted that. They admitted, yeah, if those flights exist, it, then the flat Earth isn't going to work, right? They admitted it. Because at that time, there was serious doubt about whether those flights existed. I doubted it too. But I knew that I'd flown from Africa to Australia. So I knew that part was real. And that part alone made Flat Earth very problematic. And back then, people admitted it. But once they got enough of a, of a, a following and they could afford to just change their story and their following wouldn't care, probably wouldn't even notice, then they changed to, oh, no, we've got other make, like, make-believe bullshit excuses for that, right? Well, some hand-waving. We can, we can successfully hand-wave, you know what I'm trying to say. And, uh, so, and the point of my story is I was there for all of that. And I've seen, I've seen it all when it comes to this Flat Earth nonsense. And, but I don't follow it anymore. I don't need to. Don't need to follow it anymore. I, some would argue I gave it way too much attention in the first place. But to everybody who's listening to the first ever JLB Late Night Truth Lounge, if you believe the Earth is flat, that's honestly fine by me. And if you believe we live on a giant spinning ball, that's honestly fine by me. Honestly. As long as you're happy, I want you to be happy. I want people to be happy. That's all I want. And most of the regular people are quite happy believing that they live on a giant spinning ball hurtling around the sun flying through the galaxy used to be inhabited by these giant lizard birds 70 million years ago yeah and then there was some lightning hit some water and then there was some little single cell creatures and then they evolved into swimming things and they started walking around for some reason next thing you know they're carrying bones around to club each other on the head and the next thing you know we've got these iPhones and it's all evolution bro right some people have you believing all of that that's fine What's the problem? Let them believe that nonsense. Let them. Let them. I say let them. They're happy. That's, isn't that the most important thing to be happy? I want to end on that note. You guys tell me. What is more important than being happy? I just want you to be happy. I want me to be happy most of all. And I want you to be happy. And I want everyone to be happy. What's, you know what I'm trying to say? So, and, and most people are happy believing the most ridiculous stuff, folks. My goodness gracious me. Some of the things people believe because it makes them happy. It's, uh, where are we? But you know what? I'm guilty too. Man, I tell myself stories all the time. I'm like, next week, I'm finally going to do that thing that I was meant to do, right? Seriously. And, and I will let myself believe, yeah, you're right, next week, next week, right? I'm deluding myself, aren't I? It's a delusion. But 
rather than address the fact that they haven't done this thing for how long I was meant to do it and I've been putting it off I would, instead of focusing on that I focus on now you know right yes tomorrow's Monday I'm going to start tomorrow yes but it's a delusion I'm deluding myself most likely most likely I'm deluding myself and I think we all do that to some extent and so some of those delusions include who we are why we're here how we got here and what's going to happen next and blah 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 if they're happy in those delusions then who am I to want to change their mind in saying all of that if you are new to this corner of the internet and you want to know more go and check out johnlebond.com but I warn you even just the free stuff that's there which is dozens of hours of content and God knows how many words in the articles even just the free stuff man if you're new here you might uh, be about to take a tumble down a rabbit hole that ends with you one day looking across a balcony asking yourself man what am I doing here and why did I go and investigate that stuff how am I better off for knowing that how am I better off you know what I mean that's what might happen folks or on the other hand you might be about to take the trip of a lifetime and find out that so much of what you suspected couldn't possibly be real turns out it wasn't real and when you used to puzzle about how can all these smart people believe all this stuff that just doesn't make sense well it starts to make sense when you realize what's really going on so go and check it out johnthebond.com yeah yeah boy all those conversations available at bombversations.com going to read your comments one last time and then we are going to get out of here my goodness gracious me we have gone over time how many people are still here if what i just played oh there we go we've got almost 40 people watching live yes all right okay let's have a look okay wrist in peace chris kendall someone says battery 79 says this is from the live stream chat folks I got into Flat Earth from Airborne Saints, aka Awakened Saint, back during the survey as a PSYOP. From there, I found so many other communities and have taken deep dives into truth. Oh, there you go. Uh, Linda Curtis mentioned that winter blues are a real thing, yes. David Sawyer says that, Come on, you know the magicians are mocking. I do believe at some level their corporate type of spiritual economics involves some type of hysteria to be valid. Cubs, you remember how I said that there was that funny line by Cubstar about how the spinning ball argument is going around and around and the flat earth argument is going nowhere? <laughs> Which I figured, I figured he must have meant that in a comical way, right? I'm really hoping so. Let's see. This is his reply to what I said. He goes, um, he goes I was also riffing on the stationary plane as well, no progression in the argument. And the tenacity of the movement. Okay, so that seems to confirm that he meant that as a joke. But I'm happy to say, and I'll steal this, Cubstar, I will steal this from you if that's what it takes, that you're completely correct. The spinning ball earth arguments are going around and around, and the flat earth argument is going nowhere. And I said that without bursting out laughing, okay. We're getting there, folks. We're going to get there in the end. This is why they pay me the big bucks, folks. This is why they pay me the big bucks to live here in beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria. You'll get through there, mate. Five minutes. Five minutes and we're done. Okay. What's we got left here? Nathan Oakley says... Oh, he says... Remember I mentioned earlier that even if I disagree with Nathan, I respect that he's saying stuff that he believes and is willing to defend. And he even goes on camera... 
this guy, this is his thing. He's not, what he's not doing is just jumping on the internet when he's bored and lonely and putting on some persona of some smart guy or some successful guy or some wise guy, whatever. No, he's just Nathan Oakley and he's a flat earther. That's it. And he'll talk to you and you'll pretty quickly work out this is not a joke. This is what he actually believes. And sometimes I think it'd be cool if, if more people were that genuine on the internet. But in saying that, I also think it'd be more cool if I could go back 10 years and never get involved in any of this. So I want to see more people out there being genuine. But I know from experience that it comes with many good things. But then also sometimes you're like, yeah, you know, like, I wish I could go back to pretending that I believe in uh, invisible body possessing demons. Yeah, Because you guys, you guys can do that. You can just go back to pretending that you believe in the demons. I mean, some of you probably still do believe in them, right? On the TV, they come and they say, ooh, guess what? Some guy ate a bat in China and then his body got possessed by these invisible demons that you can't see. And like, then he flew to an airport or something and then other people, the demon took, a, the demon was in the lobby. It was in the lobby of the airport and then the demon that he was possessed by, which is invisible, you can't see it, but we've got special devices, we can kind of see it, but we can't actually see it moving, but we've hypothesized that that's actually the virus. Anyway, so we've got this device that can see this demon, man. And you can't see the demon, but you're going to see it possess people. And like, you know how sometimes people get like runny noses and a sore throat? Well, like, actually, this year, that's the devil. That's the devil that's doing that. Yeah. So this guy ate a bat in China, got possessed by these demons, and then he spread the, the demon spread through his body all over the world. And now you have to like, Stay home. You've got to, like, stay home now, yeah. And, like, but don't worry. The government's going to give you money. Yeah. If you were previously on welfare, you're going to get extra welfare, yeah. And, like, if you run a small business, we're going to give you short-term grants and, like, get you into further debt. And, but, but we promise you eventually things are going to come back normal. So you can you guys just go along with what we're doing. And then if you're in the public se sector and you just want to work from home because you're not really working at all anyway, so now it's like a paid holiday and get to pretend that you're some kind of hero because you're supporting the nurses. Well, guess what? It's going to work out good for you as well, yeah. And uh, anyway, so the point of my story is that the TV can tell people that. And people believe it. They believe it. Except it's not called an invisible body vesting demon. It's called a virus. But you can't see a virus. You can't. They, the experts claim that they can in their electron microscopes, right? Which you've never used one, I've never used one, and most people will never use one of these devices to verify for themselves. But of course, on Reddit and other quarters of the internet, you'll always get someone going, oh, actually, I have used an electron microscope. These people, they're Agent Smiths, man, they come out of nowhere. Every, almost, almost every freaking time. In one of these threads. Now, each of these threads on Reddit, Sound Conspiracy and Opal, each of these threads might be seen by a few hundred or a few thousand people. That's it. Maximum. Maximum. But probably a few hundred in many cases. But if if I happen to mention that I have never used an electron microscope and all these people who believe in these so-called viruses haven't used one, not every time, but it, it feels like almost every time, someone will pop in and be like, oh, actually, I have. I used one when I was doing my uh, doctoral dissertation. But I'm like, okay, where'd you do it? They won't tell you at university. That's as far... As soon as you say, okay, where? Like, that's it. They're not going to give you any more information. Because they are lying, you see. Now, I'm sure there are some people out there. I'm sure there has to be. 
that actually has used a so-called electron microscope. There has to be. But I think even according to the official story, they don't see a virus infecting somebody. Okay? They will see a static image and they will find certain markers or certain patterns and then they will decide that that thing is the, the so-called virus, right? Which you can believe that they're accurate or whatever. Like, that's a different thing. But I think even according to their own official story, they haven't actually seen one of these so-called viruses infect anybody. And in any event, I don't believe in invisible body-possessing demons. I used to, but I don't anymore. I do not believe anymore. But sometimes I wish I could go back to before I ever was a YouTuber or a podcaster or an author and uh, just live a, lead a normal life and then, you know, just pretend I believe all this crap. It'd still be difficult, don't get me wrong. You know what, maybe I still would believe it though. Like maybe if I had never found out about this stuff back in 2013-14, then, and that was just the baby, the baby hoax stuff that Baby hoax, for those of you who are new, just go to johnthebond.com. There's a hoax hierarchy, starting with the easy stuff, going through the more complicated stuff. I started off with the easy stuff back then, in 2013-14. Had I never learnt about that stuff, I probably never would have learnt... So if I never learned about the media fakery, maybe I never would have learned about the science fakery, and then the history fakery. And then I wouldn't have been able to realise that I'd been fooled about the demons. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. But anyway, the point is, for those of you who don't go on camera or don't put your ideas out there or defend them, whatever, that's totally cool. But it would be cool if more people did do it, is, uh, was one, one, one of the basic points I was trying to make on the stream last week. Not last week, two weeks ago, whatever. All righty. David Sawyer says, you haven't uploaded to Spotify for years. Okay, I don't have a Spotify account that I upload to, but I was under the impression, and I could be wrong, that by uploading to Podbean that makes my material available on Spotify. That's the impression I was under. And you know what? I think I did install Spotify on my phone during when I was trying to download stuff yesterday. It's coming through about the same level as what I'm speaking. So this is me speaking. Shout up. All right, what was I saying? Oh, yes. I can try on my phone right now to see if I can get Spotify. If I can use Spotify to get John the Bond. Give me a second here, folks. Just give me one second. I'll get my phone. Let's see if I can... Look, if we can't get John LeBon on Spotify, it's really not a big deal, folks. But I was under the impression you could. But I've been wrong before. You can definitely... Hold on, let me just put my uh, headphones back on here. You can definitely get it through Podbean. But maybe you can't get it through Spotify, folks. Let's find out. Have I still got Spotify installed on this phone? I should have, yes. No, where is it? Uh, maybe... Uh, maybe I uninstalled it yesterday because I was so uh, <laughs> I was so frustrated with this whole you can't even if you pay your money you still can't download the file to your phone and like going through the process of googling how do you do it try to do it oh you have to use your phone okay I'll install it on my phone blah 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 go through all of that and by the end of it I still couldn't just download some files I think I was so uh, frustrated by that experience that I uninstalled Spotify straight away. I was like, I cancelled the payment because they give you one month for free anyway. Which, anyway. So, but I can't because they make you give you your details so they can bill you later. I was like, no, I'm cancelling right, right now. And then I was like, I'm uninstalling your app as well straight away. It's like, that's it, I'm out of here. 
Okay, well, I'm not going to reinstall it just for this purpose, but here's what I'm going to do, guys. I'm going to make sure that before the next time I create content, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Can you use Spotify to get John LeBon? I thought that you could. I know for a fact you can stream my Podbean uploads from the Podbean app. And the Podbean app is very good user interface. Eat. Basically, once you install it, you can find what you're looking for and then bang, it's there. Now, I don't know if it, how that compares to Spotify because like I said, other than yesterday, I haven't used it before. So, and, and clearly I'm not the person to ask. So I don't know if it's more user-friendly than Spotify, but I know that it does work because I've used, I've at least used uh, Podbean for that purpose. And of course, that's just for my Podbean uploads. All of my material is uploaded at johnthebond.com in some capacity, either through Podbean or other uh, upload hosts. All of my member content is also available for download and for stream for members of johnthebond.com. So whether you're a regular person who is not a member of the site or you are a member of the site, Podbean is good to use to get my podcasts as I upload them to Podbean. If you're a pod thing, pod app listener, which I'm not. But if you're like me and you just want to download the stuff, all of my stuff can be downloaded, all of it. Whether it's just for the public or it's for members, whatever you have access to, you have access to it as a download. And I think that's the way it should be. Call me old-fashioned. Call me old-fashioned. All right, where are we? Let's see. I'm losing the plot here, folks. I'm all spaced out. I'm all spaced out. All right. Jindalee says, gaslighting me with psyops. Oh, David Sawyer says, Derek is the man. Oh, Gigi Abby Lin, yes. So Gigi Abby Lin is in the live stream comments. I was going to play something from her channel because she left a comment. She left a comment saying that she does uh, publish content, if I recall correctly. Let me go and see if I can find this, folks. I specifically wanted to read out Gigi Abby Lin's comment, but now I can't find it. Oh, this is very bizarre, isn't it? Hmm. I thought... I thought she left a comment, and it said that she has a channel where she talks about stuff. And, uh... Hmm. All right, well... Too much, uh... Space cake, I think. That's what's going on here. Let's see an explanation for this. Goodness gracious me. What's going on here, folks? Let's go and take a look. I've got another solution. What if I go to my studio? My YouTube studio. Mm, you can't see it on your screen. I'm using a different... Uh, I use a different web browser for YouTube because they banned my old... I used to use the same web browser for everything. And then I got banned from... <laughs> I got banned from uh, using them on one on the, on the browser I was using because they banned my YouTube channel and they just banned every Google thing on that browser and then I could clear the cache or clear the cookies or whatever but there's other stuff that I don't want to it's hard to explain but the point is yeah I can't I've been kiboshed from all Google products on my main web browser so I use this other web browser for for YouTube now yeah can you imagine kids in 30 years listening to this they're like What's he talking about? Banned from YouTube or whatever. Like, everything will be so sterile and vanilla by then. There won't be any... Like, what? Banned from YouTube? Like, how could you be banned from YouTube? What, what are you talking about? What, the, what Does it make sense? Anyway, where were we? So if I scroll down my... You know what I'm going to do? Let's just go back to the Late Night Truth Lounge. Guys, what do you... Th guys, let me know in the live stream chat. What do you think about that banner? I want your honest opinion. What do you think about that banner? Mm -mm. I kind of want to keep this going as a season. 
just because of the banner. That's all. I just want to keep doing something where we have to use this banner. Look at that. Sensational. The Late Night Truth Lounge. The Late Night Truth Lounge. Mm-mm-mm. See, in some ways, I think all of us get some things in the world that are good and some things that are bad. Almost all of us anyway. Have some good things and some bad things. And uh, one thing that I kind of feel blessed about, kind of, is that by doing this for the last nine years, I've got to meet all of these people. So many people, in real life and online. And one of the positive manifestations of that was that a few of us got together in the south of France a few weeks ago, and we had a late-night truth lounge. Oh, that was really more of a late-night truth deck. It was out near the pool, because the weather was so good, why would you be inside? And to be honest with you, man, we didn't actually talk about truth stuff all that much. We didn't. We just talked about whatever. You know what I mean? It wasn't like we spent the whole time like, okay, so what do you think about chemtrails? And it wasn't... I think one of the reasons why it wasn't about that is because the member calls that we do at JohnTheBond.com, they specifically are about that stuff. So a lot of us have already heard each other's opinions on so many things and like there's maybe the, the mystery isn't there as much. But I think also when you're just chilling out with people, do you really want to talk about truth stuff all the time? I mean, maybe you do. That's cool. That's, that's totally cool. But maybe you also enjoy talking about the foods that you like or when did you get into cooking or when did you get into music or when did you get into flying a plane or before you know it you might find some other common interests beyond the so-called truth it's really cool but at least conceptually we had a bit of a late night truth lounge people who know about the invisible demons and they know about the media fakery and all the other stuff in real life just hanging out man it was epic but that was then and this is now and we can't do that all the time we must go on with our regular lives quote unquote so instead, I say we do a virtual late-night truth lounge. I say every Sunday, folks, what do you guys think? Let me know in the comment section below. What do you think about this idea? What do you think of the format too? I read the live stream comments. I read the comments from last week's episode. I play the voicemails anybody has left in between the, the two shows. And uh, that'll probably take up a full hour or two. And if it doesn't, I can maybe, maybe every episode will come with one particular new topic as well, just to jazz things up a little bit. What do you reckon? I think we're going to here, folks. It's cooking. It's cooking. What's his name? Uh, you know, Dustin Hoffman in The Rain Man. No, not The Rain Man. In, um, come on, help me out here. Wag the dog. That's the one. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Oh, yeah, I love the banner. So what was I doing? Oh, I was going through the comments, I think. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, Gigi Abilin. I, was trying, I went to my studio trying to find out who left a comment saying that they do have content. I thought it was you, Gigi Abilin. I apologize if I have miss... Remembered or... Oh, no, here we go. Yeah. It, you did. All right, so... I don't know why that's not coming up on on the main page. So, guys, we're about to watch some Gigi Abby Lynn. Let me just uh, go to here. There we go. Now, guys, I don't think I've seen this before. I'm pretty confident I have not. When's it from? A month ago. I definitely haven't seen it. So, remember a couple of weeks ago, I had that live stream chat. The live stream. About two hours long where I said, why don't more people speak their truth? Okay. Is it because they're not getting paid enough? Because if you start speaking your truth, you get paid precisely zero. Now, if you eventually build up an audience, maybe you can make some money, maybe. But in the meantime, you're more likely to potentially lose money by losing customers or losing a job or whatever. It's possible, at least, anyway. So why would you do it? What if they did pay you, was my question. Now, Gigi Abilin says, actually, I do share my truth. And we're about to find out. Let's play the first minute of this, and then we'll go from there. 
Let's see what happens. things to say and um, I just want to I have to talk really softly because it's you know, early where I'm at no this is really quiet maybe I have to boost the audio a little bit let me just go and boost the audio here mm-hmm. let me know in the live stream chat face this is coming through and I might just speed it up a little bit too let's go to 1.25 there's a lot going on right now and in Florida and everywhere and Florida I'm feeling um, very isolated. You know, at one point, we had like half a dozen different members of JohnTheBond.com in Florida at one point. A couple of them have uh, since left the site, which people come and people go. That's just the nature of these things. It is a club after all, and like any club, you join it, maybe you stay, maybe you leave, maybe you come back, whatever. But at one point, six different people from Florida. Can you believe that? Something about Florida seems to be people are more um, maybe open-minded to crazy ideas or... Maybe the people there are just legitimately more crazy as well. That's possible. Isolated where I'm at because see, I'm by myself, you know, here. You know, have any of you ever watched that show with Lisa Romini? How she talked about the methods and tactics of the Church of Scientology and how nope. they were used to attack her Never seen personally. It. Guys, I know almost nothing about Scientology. It probably is a topic I should look into. Like, I've never just spent a day just, you know what, I'm going to find out more about Scientology. Like, what do they actually say? Or is there any evidence out there about what they actually say? What do they... I've heard all the rumors. I've heard all the stories. But at least in terms of evidence that may be verified, or even even if it's just their own story, maybe all I've got is misrepresentations. Maybe their own story is a lie. But I should at least find out, what's their own story? I haven't done that with Scientology. And if you said to me, oh, there's this awesome new movie about Scientology, like, I'm not going to watch that. I'm not going to watch that movie. I have no interest in that. Zero. None. There's a lot of sort of parallels. If you come back to me and you say, oh, no, JLB, there's this really cool TV show. It's about these um, dynasties and they're kind of like from medieval period or something. And then basically there's lots of killing and lots of like um, backstabbing and some brother sleeps with his sister. I'd be like, okay, just hold on there, bro. This is a TV show that you watch. Oh, yeah, I love it. Everyone loves it. How long have you been watching it for? Oh, I watch every season. As soon as it comes out, I binge it. Uh-huh. And you're telling me that there's... Um, you're watching people on screen. And he's like, oh, yeah, I mean, it's only a couple of characters do that. <laughs> oh, it's only a couple of characters who do that. Oh, I see. Sounds like lovely programming that you sit down and enjoy of an evening. No, it really sounds terrific. That's good stuff. All right. Between what happened with her and the... Mind you, I know that some of the people who listen to my material, they might be similar to me in not following the popular Netflix shows or whatever. That's Game of Thrones. I'm pretty sure... I could, guys, I could be wrong. I never watched it. But someone told me that in Game of Thrones, those things that I just told you, that's, that's what happens in the show. So that's what someone told me. And I'm like... My, my response, my reaction was similar to what I just uh, sort of, you know, verbalized a moment ago. It's like, oh, okay. And you watch, you really, you enjoy the show, okay? All right. Whatever floats you out. Church of Scientology and what's happening with me on a personal level and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I think Gigi just said that she's in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. 
I'm by myself up against an entire organization of communicating Freemasons who have control over the entire political system and government and very important people, and I'm here alone. And they're calming about me in the news and doing things in Florida. In the news? Man, that's heavy. I was in the news once in Melbourne. Under the name John LeBon. And the suburb I'm actually from, which is called Cranbourne. No, I'm not from. I mean, I'm. if I had to pick one place in Melbourne where I spent the most time growing up, that's the suburb I'd pick. But we moved around a lot when I was a kid. But that's, that's the main. I would say that's the main area. Yeah. Yeah, I was in the newspaper for a Vox Pop. This is a true story, folks. This is a true story. In fact, you know what? We haven't got time for this. We haven't got time for this. I'll tell the story next time. Let's, okay, we'll listen to a little bit more Gigi Abilene, and then we have to uh, wrap this one up. And they took my children already. Um, okay, no offense, but this is pretty full on. I don't know if that's, this is the kind of thing I should be uh, rebroadcasting. We'll leave that one there. What I'm going to do, Gigi Abilene, I'm going to go through your back catalogue and uh, pick out... A different video for next week's episode of the Late Night Truth Lounge, if we have your permission. Otherwise, I'm happy to not do that. But uh, prior to watching this video, I'd, for some reason, I thought this might... Uh, that didn't quite go the way I expected, if I'm being uh, perfectly honest. But anyone who wants to check that out, you can go and check out Gigi Abilene's channel. I'll post that in the show notes below as well. And of course, the context here is a couple of weeks ago, I did a live stream and I said, why don't more people just tell the world what they really think? Why not? I've got some good reasons why they shouldn't. But what's their reasons, is what I said. And Giga's response was basically, here is me telling the world what I think is going on. And uh, so I do appreciate that, but I probably have to familiarize myself with the content a bit more before I play the video next time. That's just for the benefit of the listeners too. I'd, if I play stuff I haven't watched before, it might not be uh, might not be fitting in with the general vibe of the episode. But thank you very much, Giggy Abby Lynn. All right. So many people in the live stream chat. Some of you guys, some of you are posting too many comments at the same time. All right. Ooh, David Sawyer says, Derek is the man. Jamar Trinidad 85 is the man. He's got some... He's really got some truth. Uh-huh. David Sawyer says, JLB chats number 18, the ultrasound hoax. Okay. So now, now there's some confusion here. Now David is saying that there is a channel of JLB podcasts on Spotify. It's on there. I'm subbed to it. Well, that's what I thought. That's what I thought you could find John LeBond on Spotify. And this and uh, David has just confirmed that you can. So I'm not sure who said earlier that you can't or if maybe I misunderstood what they said and I'm the one who has uh, accidentally... I'm not sure what's happened there. But the good news is that uh, apparently you can find John LeBond on Spotify. Uh, let's see. Someone says... Oh, David says, do a show on Brazil from 1984. Bro, th- okay, so it's pretty rare for me to sit down and watch a movie and then after 10 minutes just turn off. That's that's a one in 50 occurrence, maybe. Like, that's really rare for me to do that, even with podcasts. It has to be really bad for me to stop uh, watching or listening once I've started. It really does. And uh, so I'd seen um, 12 Monkeys, and I thought 12 Monkeys was terrific. In fact, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. So I thought, oh, I want to go and watch something else by this director. What's that guy's name? The guy who directed uh, 12 Monkeys. Mm, I forget his name right now. Anyway, he's the one who did Brazil as well. And I'd read these good things about it. So I went and got a copy of it. 
and I watched it and after like 10 minutes I was like you know what nah I'm, I'm out of here and that was uh, that was the end of that and speaking of which folks we have come to the end of this live stream we've had about 30 to 35 at one point almost 40 people watching live so thank you all for coming out let me know in the comments below either on YouTube or on johnlebond.com or message me privately johnlebond93 at gmail.com yeah yeah boy let me know one way or another is this the kind of show that you think is worth putting together is it worth it is it worth a couple of hours of sitting here and reading comments and uh, sharing my thoughts and sharing your thoughts playing some clips maybe coming with a bit of a structure next time I might I think it a show with the structure like oh we do this segment then we do this segment I like that I like those kinds of shows so maybe we can start off with like a mailbag section for the voicemail something like that I don't know but uh, what I do know is I need you guys to let me know in the comments what do you think so like I said leave your comments they'll get read out on next week's show if all goes well if you want to send me something privately johnlebond123 at gmail.com if you want to say JLB been listening for a while here's my criticisms of like fine send it my way I'm Always open-minded to hear from that kind of thing. If you want to find out more about JohnTheBond.com, go to JohnTheBond.com. All the conversations are now available at Bonversations.com. And uh, I think that'll do us. So I should have had a clip ready to go out with, but I really wasn't uh, particularly well-planned for this one. You know what I'm going to do? I want to find a clip to go out with. Who better to ask for than... No, no, I've got a better idea. How about we go for... I was like, who better to ask? And I was like, actually, I've got an idea myself. I've got an idea. Uh, let's see. But I'm using the other browsers. It doesn't come up straight away. That's right, we'll find it, man. We're going we're gonna to work this out. Yeah, yeah, boy. Man, I'm 1 o'clock in the morning, if you don't mind. All right. So, you, by the way, guys, thanks to everyone in the live stream chat. I'll go back and read out your names in just a moment. But first, I need to find my outro song. Very important. The outro song, let's see... I'll find one of my favorite ones. This is from Media Bear, who, by the way, I interview these guys for a conversation. Go and check it out at bombversations.com. Mm-hmm. All right, let me see if I can find it. I've got a few, but I've got a few of my that I like the best. Hmm, let's see. I wear my face mask in my car. Surgical mask on her face. I'm masking alone now. Yeah, that's a good one as well. What else have we got here? They started making other videos around this period, didn't they? Hmm. Of all of these, which one do I like the best? You know what? I'm going to play the same one from last week. Because it is my favourite of all the ones that they do. I might even use it as the outro for my uh, conversations with them as well. So once again, guys, all the conversations are available at conversations.com. Go and check the episodes I've spoken with. Lots of interesting people and more yet to come. And this is our outro track. It is, of course, Painted Vax by Media Bear, who I also interviewed for a conversation not long after they were guests on Alice Jones. Chances are you've seen it. We'll just move that down a little bit so I can still read out. The people who've been here on the live stream, who's been here leaving their comments, lots of people. We've had Marriott, Boogeyman, Poopy304, Dirty Benny, Linda Curtis, they live, no, they lie, we see. Batteries, 79, Zintrax. Nick Weech, Cub Star, Thirst for Truth, Tino Mac, Clockwork 113, Shiva Shampoo, King TL, Tina G. Everybody, guys, thanks for coming out. I'll see you next week for the JLB Late Night Truth Lounge. 
this has been October 1 slash October 2, 2023. And I hope you guys have a lovely day. This is Media Bear. Bye-bye, everybody. Just wear it every day I choose to mask myself I have embraced the mask I pledge allegiance to a mask And not a flag My free will fades away Until I get a fax And when I look at you I think I need a bath This is a bit scary. Genomic change is coming soon for me and you. If they try hard enough, they'll inject everyone. My genes forever changed, I'll pass them to my son. I see a normal face, I want it to be masked. No features anymore, just eyes behind a mask. Well, let's talk again about masks. I see them walking by, their mask beneath their nose. I scream and run away to save space that I know. Wear a mask in your car.